What's good? I'm Miles Amadez Proud. And I'm Handsome Bane. Both members of the Hyphen Podcast Group and hosts of their best podcast. Enough with the humbleness. We're here today for two reasons. <laughs> to talk to you about the coronavirus. And because old man Connolly had us deemed essential workers. But in all seriousness, this isn't a laughing matter. So here are some tips to keep you safe. If at all possible, limit the amount of time you have outside and around others. Please, stay home. When returning from the store, make sure to wash your hands and sanitize all packaging, as well as your shoes. The virus can live in your shoes for five days. No, seriously. Stay home. Please, don't visit friends or family. Don't congregate at the parks or anything social. Stay home. Well, that's all. Please be safe and take this as serious as it is. Believe it or not, this is going to be life as we know it for a while. Thank you for your time. Blurt up. I swear to God, if one of you stupid niggas get my mom sick, you'll have to stand behind God when I see you. I'll blow this your lungs This has been a public off. service announcement brought to you by the Hyphen Podcast Group. You gotta isolate the sick, and I mean really isolate them. We gotta get everybody else back into the house. We gotta keep them there. We're doing this. No, we're not doing it because I just drove through a hundred people. And if one of them has got it, then ten of them have got it. And if one of them gets out, then we're in deep fucking shit. You were so serious and professional, George. <laughs> I love it. George is like, I'm here to, I'm here to work, guys. I listen. You know, they don't let me in the building. I got a hyphen nation. I come, I come to, I come ready. So, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be his fourth appearance. Austin. I'm, I'm excited. I, I thought, I thought about that. I counted. I was like, man, it's going to be four time. I'm excited. Well, I was on probably four, more he's than that. Be a four time guest. Was it? Yeah, you, but was it? it was on tricycle like twice. And then you were on our wrestling podcast twice, I think, or once, I think. Well, so you were I'm on saying, three of those I, back in the day. I didn't know. That's what I'm saying. How long has Hyphen Nation been around? Because I was on, I was on, the, it's the same thing. It's just a name, basically. I was on all those other ones before. They just wasn't. Yeah, but Hyphen Nation is just me without Thomas making crazy observations while drunk and us drinking <laughs> and all that stuff. Those podcasts are ridiculous. Like, I'm afraid someone will hear them one day. Like, did you hear this? <laughs> Kellen said back in 2012, and I'll be like, yeah, I said it. And I'll be like, cheap whiskey's a hell of a drug. <laughs> it's all I'll have. So you do have history, but Gerbo has more official hyphen nation appearances than you. Well, I knew, I, I, don't... I knew, I knew he was going to come with that too, Kellen, so... Well, you gotta be ready. That's why you you guys are the perfect team. I guess I don't have. I guess I don't have time for it. All right, guys. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody got time for hyphenation. Um, <laughs> hell, I haven't had time for hyphenation in two months. If that tells you anything, like I just had stuff to time-consuming stuff happen back to back to back, and then I got put in quarantine. So you got, got busy. But it sounds like yeah. But actually, if you're telling me you're a week on week off, then the week off you should be doing. You could be doing all hyphenation. Then <laughs> you do nothing. Mike, Mike, right. He did an episode that was the last. Who had to he did. He did work. an episode that was the last episode, and then he changed his mind at the end of it. <laughs> I did. I totally did. I was just in the mood. It was it was really bad. I'm like, thinking about like, taking shit, that shit out. Yeah, you know? no, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I'm embarrassed, but at the same time, I think it's kind of hilarious. So, I mean, I've had like a couple episodes since that one, but these things happen, man. <laughs> no, I feel you. It's a it's a performance art thing now. It's you're you're good.
I'm going to start the episode right there. That's like the perfect jumping on point for <laughs> he quit the podcast. He changed his mind. Like, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm all for it. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to Hyphenation, the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. I am your host, Kellen Conley, and I'm here with two special guests who are coming back again to do the same thing we did last year under way different circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a two-time guest. The the excitement has dissipated. Two-time guest at a hyphenation podcast, not to any podcast I've ever done. He's technically like maybe a five or six-time guest on podcasts I've done, and I've been on his podcast multiple times. But on hyphenation, he's been on twice. Mike the Bus saw Osti. How are you doing tonight, Osti? I, I'm doing doing very very well. Um, but yeah, I appreciate getting my entire my entire lineage there because I I, I was on prior to Hyphenation even existing. I was on pre Hyphenation podcasts and MVP of those. You were an MVP. It's it's out there for y'all to want to hear. Yeah, I, I, on I'm MVP on on the pre Hyphenation shows and also Kellen. I've uh, I've done the weirdest thing is. George and I have done the HBS for so many years now and, and worked together at UND2 and, you know, our professional careers now. But you and I have done more of the – I've done more reunions at UND2 post-graduation yeah. with Kellen. That's true. I uh, did a couple with George but did several mm-hmm. with Kellen where we were able to uh, kind of mix in the Urban Diner and Sports Page, the, the hip-hop show yeah. and sports show. We so did that, the Urban Page. Yeah, I don't know. We we actually didn't call it anything, but we could we could say it was the Urban Page. I like Urban Page. Yeah, it Thanks. was it was, it, it was the Urban Page. Okay, um, but yeah, so I, I've done a lot with you, just not on this, I guess, recently. So you know what, I feel feed. I feel like you know what George can keep he can keep coming on as often as he wants because I'm the Brock <laughs> Lesnar of this. You don't want to burn me out and have me on every single week because you need to have me be a featured attraction that comes on maybe once every six months or a year. I only appear when it's a main event. I'm the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I'm Brock Lesnar. It, if it's not a major reason for me to be on, then it's not worthwhile for me. Or the people. For the people. All right. So thank you for uh, effectively healing it up and uh, no-selling my podcast. So thank you, Mike Austin. <laughs> Two mics across. Digitally. Digitally. I recorded a nice little thank you. I recorded some uh, with a little tribute for you as well, though. You played that. You you did. You yeah. did. You were on the 100th episode tribute. There you go. There that's you true. Go. Yeah. So, you go. so thank you for that, Austin. This first time I'm going to thank you in person. I don't think we've talked in a minute. Um, so since that happened, so thank you, Asti, for being on the 100th tribute that Marcus put together. Across from Asti, digitally, is George to Howitzer Gerbo, his fourth time on the Hyphenation podcast, four-time guest. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? Happy to be back. Happy to, happy to, I'm happy to be back. Happy to enjoy another appearance on the world's greatest podcast approved by Barack Obama once again. Very excited to go. Mike is Mike is the Mike is the you know the Green Bay Packers version of this, where you rack up all the championships before the you know the merger, and then I'm here after the merger, like the Steelers, <laughs> to to rack up the title. So you know, it's, it's a little bit of both. Well, that's oh, fine. God. I mean, the Packers are counting it, so I'll count it. But See? yeah, it's a special attraction, though. I I got to be the special attraction. I can't I can't I can't provide my radio or podcast gold for the people. Too often. 
Well, if, I, I, if, if you're <clears throat> Lesnar, then I'm going to say Gerbo is definitely... Well, I'm, I'm going to... I don't want to make him injured all the time. So I'm going to say Gerbo is definitely... And he's a CM Punk in my book. Ooh, okay, he's consistent okay. every single week he comes out. Okay. As long as he doesn't leave the company. Yeah. <laughs> he delivers every week. Maybe a four-year hiatus of consistency, but okay. That was I'm, an aberration. Say, if you were going to say consistency, somebody who's always around, I was going to say Randy Orton. I was, I'm looking at Randy Orton. I thought that, I but then Orton. I was like, I was uh, Randy, give, Randy's I was kind of a Randy <laughs> dick. I mean. George can be CM Punk because I was actually going to say Kellen's Randy Orton because he's always I'm, delivering. I'm only the special attraction, and George is, is consistent when he's around. So that, that can work. Okay, that, that works for us. Okay, like nice. So we're here, gentlemen, to talk about – I can't even say it with a straight face. WrestleMania 36 that's here coming up in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> It is not going to be in Tampa Bay like originally planned. It's going to be held at a performance center due to COVID-19. And let's just get right to the shits, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Osti, should WrestleMania be happening right now, man, at all? Well, look, I'm originally I was happy and I am, I guess, in a way happy that it's going to take place just for the fact that it's some entertainment. I mean, I, I am unfortunately living the quarantine life and been so for a while now uh, it was funny george actually wanted me because he's now <laughs> closer we were recording our howitzer and buzz show last podcast george wanted to he offered he's like let i can either come to your house or i can I, can i go to the studio where you do your professional work like we can record it there like i'm i'm basically in town now because where he is his home is not too far away from the area i live i live in pittsburgh and i'm like right. george i'm living the quarantine life bro if i go to the studio or you come to the house number one you wouldn't be let in our house i'm sorry emily i didn't think about travel and number two if i go to the studio and do anything there i would personally not be allowed back in my house so i yeah i've been living the quarantine life so it's nice to have something that it's entertainment and it's nice to have the two days of entertainment that it's going to be However, Kellen, I've been watching a lot recently to trying to get myself excited. I've been trying to get used to these no fan shows and no crowd shows and trying to make it okay. They're doing a little bit more with graphics with the little, you know, icon or or um whatever you want to call the the graphic kind of supports the character. They're putting that in the sky above the arena for the TV broadcast. They're doing some things like I try to make it more than it's just being the performance center and and more than just being a a regular house show kind of feel that that normally is. I've been trying to get used to it, but I got to say, if I didn't open up the show, be in the heel about the fact that I'm only a special attraction and the people aren't worthy of me, then I'm probably going to be a heel right now because we're going to start off a WrestleMania preview podcast with me saying the WrestleMania shouldn't even be happening. Like I, I, every other major event, whether it be sports, entertainment, no matter what, it's all been canceled or heavily postponed, which it probably is going to be canceled. We're even looking at events that I thought, okay, I was hoping and I was holding out hope the open would be able to happen in golf. That would happen. That wasn't until July. They moved it back. We're still going to get that. 
Nope, the other day, that's canceled too. So we're losing everything out there, and I get Vince McMahon doesn't want to lose the money, doesn't want to lose the storyline, doesn't want to lose his Super Bowl, and, and wants to you know hold on for, for grim death. But these shows without fans there, they just suck. I mean, I mean to, mm-hmm. they just, they're just not yeah. as good. And, and it's honestly, it's harder. Because I saw Triple H was talking about this on ESPN. They're asking him, well, how, what's the difference of doing it? You know, how is it for these guys to do this without a crowd there? And this is your first WrestleMania not being there. Number one, and I know he wasn't really scheduled anyway. If there was any hope of Triple H being in this WrestleMania, the second they lost the fans, you knew he wasn't going to show up because he downplayed it on national TV. But he knows how tough it is. They, 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 a lot of the, they, they, they work off the crowd reaction. They need the crowd reaction. A lot of moments in WrestleMania history, the, the guy with his eyes bulging out of his head when Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker and, and yeah. when Pete Rose showed up to tombstone, or got tombstoned by Kane and all of that. Three you times. Need, you need the crowd reaction. You need the crowd reaction for the table, letters, and chairs match between the Hardys, uh, Dudleys, and Edge and Christian. Imagine that without the crowd reaction. Imagine oh the Stone Cold Steve Austin right. heel turn against The Rock at WrestleMania 17 with no crowd to be pissed at the guy that they you know, loved and bought all the merch for all those years as the anti-hero. You need the crowd, and without the crowd, without the pageantry, without even half the broadcasters, because it's just going to be the main crew. Renee Young's not even going to be there. She's at home watching on TV quarantine. It's just going to lose its luster. It's not going to be WrestleMania. It's going to feel like a house show. They're forcing down your throat. The wrestling's not going to be as good. And if anyone who can't wrestle, like say an older wrestler, like Koff, the undertaker, who's still going to be there. He's let me put you this way. He's going to be heavily exposed. He is going to be heavily exposed without a crowd because when the crowd's there, fans can focus on the crowd. If you're watching on TV, on the network with no crowd, you better be able to wrestle or it's going to really be evident. So I just well, don't I think that's idea. why they have a special match for taker though. Well, probably, but at this point I would just rather have it canceled to be honest with you, because it, it just, yeah. it's not as good. The pageantry is not there. It's not special in any way. I like having something and some entertainment and I get why they didn't want to cancel it, but it just sucks right now. What makes me want to get close to someone and snuggle? Fear. Salutations, I'm Melisette, and on A Frightful Fret with Melisette, I read classic horror stories combining audiobooks and audio drama into a podcast. Come away with me into the darkness and let me make your ears tingle with a sensation of terror. A Frightful Fret with Melisette, available everywhere podcasts are, and find us at ourfrightfulfret.net. Don't forget... The yeah, the selfish part of me, you know, I laughed like an idiot at that dumb uh, Austin uh, three sixteen day. Thing that was the be- worst thing. That, <laughs> that was the worst. That, 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 like 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 in my in my in my head, I knew it was the worst, but in my heart, I just enjoyed the stupidity and so much so that I like rewatched it and just counted that like he went through. 
24 beers total. Or he caught well, I couldn't beers. even tell whether he was trying to do his normal bit with the crowd, even though the crowd wasn't there, or he was just making a mockery of the whole thing because he's secretly pissed. Like, it almost seemed like he was making a mockery of it. And that's the other weird thing with, with these shows. I mean, like, I, I missed this past week's Raw, but I watched the other SmackDowns and everything since – uh, and, and, a, and a note that those would have been in this mid-Atlantic swing. So Raw on, on March 16th, Stone Cold Day, would have been in Pittsburgh, which would have been awesome. Uh, they, I believe DC was on the calendar like it always is leading up to Mania. And yeah, it's always Pittsburgh and then DC. They're yeah. still coming down the the ramp, Kellen, like looking left and right. Like, all right, play the music and you got the background stuff, but just like head down, walk to the ring. You got your, you know, mind on your business. No, you're still looking at doing the shit you would have been doing if there were people there. And I was like, Cena did up the that crowd, when he came back on SmackDown. Yeah, it's awful. It was like a, it was like a video game, like, uh, you know, a mode in a vi- practice mode yeah. in the video game or something. So, yeah. uh, and the crazy part is, and obviously this is a completely different scenario, but like, you know, they pulled off the ultimate deletion very well. And that was in the middle of Now, granted, it's very like, you know, kitschy and campy with all of um, Matt Hardy's, you know, Vanguard one and the mower of lawns and the chair of wheels and all that stuff. But <laughs> I love the hell out of that. I've watched that at least five times. It's stupid, but like, I like stupid, I like stupid things sometimes. And that was stupid, but it was fun. Um, so they, they've proven that they can do something, but obviously that had a lot of kind of props in it. So why don't you do, Maybe you can't do it for the whole match, but like, could you imagine if they, again, these are different times, but somehow but able to. Two st- days worth of a pay-per-view, George. This is the problem. They had a two day worth WrestleMania. Now they can't do it with the crowd. How are you going to drag two days yeah. worth of a broadcast? That, 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 yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, could you have somehow maybe tried to stage a boneyard match in a cemetery-ish looking kind of place? I, I don't know. I'm trying to that's think outside the That's where they're going to that. Or is is fil- that how it's going to look? They're filming it in a. Yeah, it, like yeah, some of this pre-film. is going to be filmed, pre-filmed it, and um, yeah. Taker's match is definitely in a graveyard with with AJ. Um, I think the uh, Bray and Cena match is going to it's a Firefly Funhouse match that's going to be pre-taped. So a lot of the gimmick matches are going to be pre-taped. Um, now there will be some live stuff still, but anything that's like that that they could actually up the ante on instead of having them wrestle in the ring, then they are doing that. From what I've think- been reading. But they, they needed to reduce it. I, I get they were trying to do the two-day thing because it was a big fanfare at WrestleMania, and that's what they already had scheduled. But you can do this. You can have the pre-tapes. You can have the no crowd. But I would. why can't they just come out there and say, we're not going to do two days anymore? Now it's a one-day show. Like, we really need to have two days of pre-tape and no crowd. I don't think people are going to really want to watch this two-day crappy programming but, that but, looks but like a house show. Well, so the weird really? thing was that it wasn't going to be two days when it was taking place in the stadium, correct? Right, right. It was all going to be on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, it was going to be one day. So, I, yeah, I don't get either now that you have, you know, theoretically, your time is now crunched where you don't have guys, you, know, you ain't got to walk all the way down. You know, the intros don't have to take 10 minutes for whoever's right, going to yeah. come in because they got to walk down the ramp and they got to feel the basket of the crowd. So that cuts a hell of a lot of time out of the matches. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know why it bled into a two-day event either. And then I think we touched on it as we were talking before. I find it funny that they still kept the the Buccaneer branding and like the commercial comes on and it's like adventure awaits because we're going to be on like they're still dealing. It's, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, well, you know, I mean, I told Kellen this too in the the pre-show uh, 
hyphen nation podcast here us previewing wrestlemania that we all almost as, as gold quality as the actual programming but i was telling him that when you were fixing your audio or headset or whatever that there there makes it, it there's no reason it makes no sense why they're keeping the buccaneer branding right now because obviously wrestlemania is not going to be in the tampa Bay buccaneer stadium but george i don't understand why they ever had the buccaneer branding in the first place when it was over in jerry's world did they have anybody wearing cowboy boots cowboy hats and having a star all over every single graphic no they didn't when they, they did had have it, the cheerleaders there they brought they? The cheerleaders, i mean they had though. the cheerleaders, but i'm talking about the actual graphic branding where the sure. production team i thought the looking. logo was cool looking i don't know like i, just, I don't it, know it looks i didn't the, like the logo the was two parts of the caribbean uh, why the logo geez. has to be attached to the nfl team if they're playing in Green Bay, would they, which they never will because it's going to be mm-hmm. cold there, but would they have a bunch of cheese in every one of these graphics? I don't understand why the graphic has, has to have anything to do with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is not a Tampa Bay or NFL-branded WrestleMania. This just happened to have been located there, just like any other WrestleMania is located at an arena or at a stadium. It's not like when they did Royal Rumble in Pittsburgh, they had hockey pucks all over the place and they had penguins running around. Yes, you're at the Penguins <laughs> Arena, but you don't need I to have the something. branding of the sports team that plays there that is mostly known for playing there be a part of your graphic. I think that looked hokey in the first place. But yeah, I don't get why they have so many employees. They have so much money. They have more time on their hands than ever before because of COVID-19 since they're not traveling as much. Mm-hmm. I don't get why they couldn't have had some of those people be in a dark room and work till 3 a.m. like Vince McMahon wants them to do every other night and get rid of the graphics, do a whole new graphics. Like there's no reason why you're using the Buccaneers graphics or having two days. The only rationale for the two days that I could even think of George, while you were talking is if you're not going to have the pageantry and the fanfare and the hall of fame thing in the middle of WrestleMania and all of that, if you're not going to have any of that and you're just going to have straight matches and pre-roll and, Michael Cole talking, which, you know, that's not going to drag it too much long in terms of entertainment, then maybe you'd rather have an hour and a half one day, an hour and a half the other day, or two hours one day, two hours the other day, rather than asking the public to watch four consecutive hours of Michael Cole talking with nobody in an arena, three or four matches of actual wrestling, and the rest of these are pre-roll. They probably feel like nobody's going to watch that much in a row when there's not the pageantry. So they had to break it up. That's the only thing I can think of. The rate. The I, mean, I know I, why I, they're I, doing it. Go, go ahead, Kellen, because I just watched the la, the la, I mean the last Rumble and the last uh, two Manias on ESPN over the last and Fox over the last week. So I mean, I would sit down for six hours and watch it. Yeah, but, that's but you just, would watch six hours of WrestleMania normally. So would I. But you would when there's no fans there. I'm less inclined to want to watch that much in a row. Like I gotta be like that's why they break up Raws and just have all these going back to WrestleMania from three years ago. The half the twenty minutes of Raw now is what happened in the past. They're not doing regular shows because without the crowd, you just lose the luster. But if you're gonna if you're gonna if you already know you're gonna lose the people who will gather in homes and have chips and have a party like it's Super Bowl Sunday because it is for wrestling, then just just eat it and just do it on Sunday. Like, I feel like you're going to dress. Where is the we don't know where the like, where is the match that's going to be the end of day one? And then they're probably going to get shit on the next day about how awful it was. Um, and then they're already going to have things in the can for Sunday that they can't fix. Like, why don't you just eat it all at once and be like, all right, this isn't what we wanted, but this is the best we can do. And we still want to provide entertainment. And then instead you're going to drag it out for two days. And some of it's probably going to be low quality on day one. And then you might lose people the next day. I don't know. 
I don't know. I think the whole thing shouldn't even be happening, though. I think I mean all of this is second rate. They're 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 basically. It almost seems like they're trying to drag force this on because storylines wouldn't make sense if they didn't do this pay per view. But because they're not going to, they're not getting the gate revenue. They're not having it at the Buccaneer Stadium. They're having it at their own performance center. It's not like this right. is going to generate the buzz or money or any of that stuff that it usually does. So. They're just, Snickers. They just want Snickers to have, probably wants them to have it, you know, to sell Snickers and everything else. <laughs> but I mean, they could easily not do it if they don't want to, because any company that would argue with Vince McMahon right now, he could go on every single national show and say they're arguing with me that we should do it during COVID-19. I mm-hmm. mean, they're, they're, they can't force anybody to do anything during a pandemic. So if they didn't want to right. do it, they didn't have to do it. And they're doing something that's shitty because they clearly want to do it. If Vince didn't want to do this, he wouldn't be doing it. The reason that WrestleMania is still happening, in my opinion, is because everything else is shut down. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing Vince McMahon loves, <laughs> it's a spotlight, no matter how uh, dim it yeah. is. Yeah. And the fact that he can get wrestlers to go out there and volunteer to work on the biggest night in wrestling, even over two days, and it'd be an empty arena, this is the biggest opportunity for <laughs> WWE to have the most eyes on it in years. Yeah. He has to take this. I don't chance. think the numbers are going to be there. No, I think though. they're going to. Sh- oh, they're not. They're not going to be there. But I think. I think there's going to be a lot of people who still watch this, and especially the yeah. first night. And then I <laughs> the think worst night. they're going to go I'm to a limited. I almost argue don't watch the first night. But that's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch well, the second night. That's, Let me know that's what happens. Be my next point. Dolph Ziggler match. That's, yeah, that's going to be my next point because. Yeah, I mean, you got it. Well, Dolph's my dude, so Dolph is just fine. Leave him alone. Well, no, um, he's been getting disrespected for years, but I'm just saying the man finally earns a singles match. He hasn't had one yet in his career. He Michael Cole had a singles <laughs> match before him, and now he's going to be doing it without oh, a crowd. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Dolph. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler should be going to AEW. There's no reason why he's in WWE anymore unless he wants the paycheck. They treat him like it's crap. Paycheck. If he it's wants a storyline that's actually worth how good he is, he should be in AEW. 100%. Yeah, if I was his agent, he, I would he, tell him to go there. They let him do his comedy, and it's the paycheck. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, but he complains on different shows when they have him on about how he's disrespected storyline-wise. Don't complain if you're going to stay there, because now there's a way to have a better storyline somewhere else. Cody sure. Rhodes will take him in 20 seconds. What will happen, I'm thinking, on the first night of WrestleMania, since it's two nights— why not in Raw or Raw in the first night of Mania on some type of cliffhanger that you have to come back the second night for to finish to finish and get the outcome for, which will lead to the rest of Mania. There's going to be some of kind of hook at the end. What's the card looking like? Do they announce that yet? Because you could put, I would have to put one of the main events on Saturday then if you want people to watch both nights. You could do a weird thing like they did the one year when Lesnar wrestled to start the show. I mean, you have obviously that's not going to happen this year, but. I feel like I would almost move those cards around and maybe put Edge Orton on the first night or something. I got to have a reason why I'm watching Saturday. It can't just be the lineup is the lineup is pretty stacked still, even with everything that's happened. It's a hell of a of a lineup for WrestleMania, so it very well could still happen that way, where where they'll end with something big or they'll start out with something that's really going to catch people's attention. And if they have the balls to do it, and we know how Vince feels about cojones. Then they will definitely have some kind of cliffhanger, exactly some big grapefruits, so that people will come back on Sunday to find out the end of that match. And then there's going to be something right after that will keep people watching, and then hopefully the momentum will carry them to the main event of Sunday night. That's yeah. that's why I think all of this is still happening, and what will happen during the actual broadcast. Okay. 
That's, not that's just my thought. <laughs> As we stand now, I'm not excited. Well, ne- have, nobody is. Do you have any idea how they're going to stack the card? Like, what, what do you think is going to be at the top of both days now because of that? And, 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 the, and the second question with that is they have not, the company has not officially said, A, that Roman Reigns isn't going to fight, and B, who is going to fight in his place, correct? Because of his well, previous health issues. But he put an IG yeah, Roman, he was saying he's not going to wrestle. But the weirdest thing is yeah. the company's still average. That's the thing. The company what, yeah. is advertising him as if he's wrestling, including SmackDown just last week and Raw last week. However, he put out an IG video saying he's not wrestling. So I don't yeah. know what the hell's happening. I'm fully banking on him not wrestling. But is it something where he like comes out and, and fakes something or, you know, gets hit over the head? I don't know. And then somebody else takes his play. Like, so there, but we, so we have no well, clue. Yeah, the company is advertising him wrestling. Yeah, they, they haven't changed any of that. So I have no idea about that. Apparently, Braun's supposed to take his place. <laughs> and I've, if Braun comes out, I guess Goldberg is going to be Braun because there's no reason for Braun to win it. Win the W, what is it? Are we on the, um, it's a Universal, right? Or no, it's the WWE. Which That's one is the, Goldberg? No, no, he's got Universal. Lesnar has the WWE, right? Okay, thank you. Yeah, he took yeah, it from, yeah. but this is a WWE run. This is for the universal title, Roman and, and Goldberg. Yeah. Normally, I'm not that bad about keeping those things straight, but I'm completely lost on where the damn belts no, are anymore. So stupid, just because yeah. of. Yeah, because yeah, so actually, the way it works is when Goldberg came in 2003, he wrestled for the world title with Triple H. Now he's been with the Universal Championship. I, I believe he's never actually held or even wrestled for the WWE title since coming from WCW. So he's literally had every other major championship except for the WWE title, but now that's mm-hmm. the second universal title and previously was a world champion. That's just like an odd thing that they would not, they, he's not yet been in a storyline for the WWE title, but he's been for pretty much every other major championship in the company or not in the company. It's just kind of odd. Not knowing Vince. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that might Vince be intentional, like, yeah. but that, that's very coincidental if that's not the case. But I, I almost feel like what George is saying is probably going to happen. I guess that's the only rationale to keep advertising Reigns in the match, even though he's saying he's not going to be there, is maybe you pre-record something of Braun Strowman beating him up. He's out of the match. Strowman's in the match. And then him and Strowman have a program after Goldberg leaves again for the next month or so. And maybe Reigns wins that one to keep his you know, his cred up. I don't, I don't know. That's maybe you pre-roll him getting beat up by Strowman and you're still trying to advertise him in the match, even though... I feel like that's stupid if they're doing that because the public, like, I think Vince, that's part of Vince McMahon having an ignorance to the culture the way it is now. Like, obviously, we're behind, we're, we're well beyond kayfabe. The wrestlers are, are doing documentaries, their own radio shows, there's podcasts like this that are talking about yeah. behind the curtain. So for Vince McMahon to still be worrying about advertising something, even though everybody knows he's not going to wrestle there because he's saying so like, wouldn't you, I guess Vince would be pissed at him for that IG video. Then if he's still trying to advertise and then do a beat up thing, that's pre-roll, why would he then do the IG video to kind of ruin that? Keep that as a question mark. If he's saying he's not going to wrestle, then the cat's already out of the bag. So everyone's behind the curtain anyway. Just he's not wrestling. Just throw Strowman in there. It's not like they've they've done other things like that in the past. I think that's a little bit hokey as well. This whole thing, I don't think that they've they've done anything well in terms of getting this together. <laughs> no, not at all. Triple H was on ESPN yesterday talking to Ariel Hawani, and he said that they would write Roman out in a unique way. So that may happen cool. on SmackDown. It may happen 
on Mania itself. So Triple H is in the press saying that they're going to be doing something there anyway. Okay. So uh, it looks like Roman will be out of the match. They just haven't actually done it on television yet to make it official. And they don't want to just be like, oh, it's because of COVID. They want to kind of stick to no, you kayfabe gotta, you gotta and be like. take a chair or something like that. And <laughs> yeah, they're going to do a chair or something. But I feel like the public wouldn't care if they did say it's COVID at this point because they, it, it, everyone's so beyond the curtain. And, and this is just such a, a pay-per-view that has just been so haphazardly put together now in the midst yeah. of COVID-19. So it's almost like, what's the difference? Like if you see Roman Reigns in a pre-roll video while you're watching WrestleMania, you know, he's getting hit with a steel chair or else something's going to fall on him. He's going to have, that'd be nice. to have something fall on him again. Remember that? Like a year oh, ago. Oh yeah. Randy that was a, fall on him. that was a great, a great, <laughs> great, uh, um, I hated that angle. Stupid. Yeah, then he gets up as if he's like looking around like he's dumbfounded. It's like most people would be dead, Roman. This is this is beyond <laughs> beyond belief here now. The was scab- it Buddy Murphy that did it? If I remember correctly, I think I think so. I, or at least he thought it was him for a while, and that's why he threw him up against the wall in the locker room. But yeah, that was pretty yeah. dumb. Yeah, big waste of time on all fronts there. I agree. So, George, do you want to talk about the WrestleMania card now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> L- listen, I'm, I mean, it's 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 a dumb hope, but, you know, dumb enthusiasm. But I got nothing else at this point, man. Like, <laughs> it's just everything's been hey. taken from me. I'm watching old sports. I'm buying a like, I'm going to buy a bicycle because I, I need to just get out of the house. Um, it's, yeah. So, no, the. Uh, I hate 90% of like the promos these days, the, w- the way they're doing it. Just like the half these characters run interesting to me. Um, they don't like the whole, like I'm looking here, Alistair Black, Bobby Lashley, like get out of here with that garbage. Um, Bobby Lashley sucks. He yeah, does suck on the mic. Just, Bobby Lashley sucks. I'm I'm right there with you. Lana basically saved him for a while because at least she's good on the mic and she has a sex appeal, but he's by himself with her now not there. He's awful. He is exposed without her there. Yes. Um, like he's I a worse just, Brock Lesnar. Like at least Lesnar can, talk had, uh, Lesnar can talk better than Bobby Lashley. And that's the match that they've never given us. You would think mm-hmm. that you bring Lashley in, why not do Lesnar-Lashley? Just get it over with. Yeah. It doesn't really matter who wins. <laughs> they've never done it. that. Yeah. I mean, we know Lesnar's going to win, but I mean, there there was at least a pay-per-view there. Yeah. And we never got that thing. It's, yeah. it's very, very frustrating. So um, the Lesnar matches, you know, becomes unwatchable again because it's just I'm not getting sucked into that garbage again. Lesnar versus the next big guy he hasn't fought yet at WrestleMania. Woohoo. Exactly. Um yeah. I'd like to get excited for Becky versus Shayna, but um let's talk about that though. I yeah. think that's a good jumping on point because that might be a main event. It was supposed to main event from what I was reading before mm-hmm. they were going to think about ending the night with them which is going to be a bad idea after six hours putting the women on last as much as it's important to them. Mm -hmm. It sucks. It's a crowd so dead tired, just like they were last year for Becky and Charlotte and Ronda. Um, I mean, last year was cool because it was historic and they got to go on ESPN and it was an historic thing in the transcended sports, but I don't think it would be a good idea to do that back. But I also think that not only putting it on last now at the two day thing, nobody's going to care, but they just had the main event last year. They just transcended last year. That was historic. It would almost be watering that 
down by doing it again this year because mm-hmm. that had Ronda Rousey, Charlotte, Becky, who was basically doing a year long of a stone cold run for a female. Yeah. Ronda Rousey is a legit fighter who's a beast, who's one of the greatest female fighters ever, if not fighters in general. And then you had Charlotte, who's the daughter of Ric Flair. That is why they were on ESPN. That transcended the sport. Everybody knew those names. If you do it this year with either Charlotte's match for the next title, the NXT title, or this, either way, it, I think it waters down the main event from last year. So I, I'm glad they're not doing that. But, Kellen, I do want to ask you, what are your thoughts? And I'd imagine you love this. But what are your thoughts on last year? It was the major stars in the women's division fighting for the top prize. This is now the major stars fighting almost up and coming stars from NXT for either the NXT prize, which is putting Charlotte in an NXT title match, not for the major championship after she wins the world rumble. She wants the NXT title, which normally you'd figure is below her or, or even Becky and her match. These are the major stars almost wrestling down to themselves, trying to put over the next generation. Usually Vince just keeps it big star, big star, and then hopes the other ones get over from the mid card. Somehow he's putting these, relatively unknown to the casual fan against the major stars. And it's going to put him over. It's interesting. Um, I'm, I'm really actually excited for Charlotte and, uh, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I, I I like Rhea a ton. I, I have loved Charlotte's work for years now, especially since she really embraced being the heel and my father's legacy and I'm the queen and all that shit. She, she, like she walks across that screen and I just eat it up. It does not matter to me. Charlotte's awesome to me. But yes. Rhea is the one who beat Shayna for her belt, which is awesome. And then you it just seems like it that that match has such potential. And I know they were trying to elevate NXT in the first place because it has its own show now. Right. And they were trying to be like, oh well. You know, we want to make sure that uh, we give NXT exposure and and we have main roster people going back to NXT like Finn. We want to show that people want to be in NXT. This is a good match for that. I really hope that this is the kind of, I almost wish this is the featured women's match of the two nights. I hope it like, I'd rather watch this more than Becky and Becky's match and definitely Bailey's match. Yeah. Um, Just because I feel like these two can really put on a show. I feel like it'll be entertaining all the way through. And even if if it's a hard fought match and then Charlotte comes out on top, I'm fine with that. But then if Rhea beats Charlotte, I mean that's only gonna um, that's only gonna help her going forward. So Who either do you think way, I think likely, it's a win as long as the execution is done well. Between the NXT stars versus the major women's division stars, Becky and Charlotte, who do you think is more likely to get the victory out of those two NXT stars? Uh, uh, that would be Rhea. I really feel like they're going to fuck Baszler over, which I don't agree with. But Becky's on such a super Cena role right now. Like after she just trounced on Oscar, after she's like, I can't beat Oscar. Then like on Raw, she like <laughs> beats her in ten minutes. I'm like, this is so stupid. And I know well, Becky is literally Oscar the biggest. She started undefeated, which was the worst thing they could do. When you have somebody starting undefeated, it's pretty hard to keep them to that level and Oscar just did okay for a while, but the Kabuki warriors kind of ruined it. And now she runs around with, uh, with, uh, Lord Tensai, uh, spit on her face. And I just don't like, like any there's of no that. reason for any of them so, to be scared of her. They had her originally built as this woman that everyone's afraid of. Like, why would I be intimidated by Oscar? She loses all the damn time and she's only in tag teams. I mean, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> right now. 
She doesn't talk. She can't get a word out. I mean, I don't. There's nothing that I'm intimidated by right now. Right. Yeah. There's not a whole lot to worry about there. Yeah. Um. So, I, I just, I just don't think. I think Shayna is going to lose, man. Like, I, I, like she came out and they're like, "Oh, she bit Becky's neck because that was a tribute to some wrestler who bit some wrestler's neck back before any of us were born." And it's like, I don't care about that. That doesn't mm-hmm. make. Yeah. That doesn't make me fear Shayna Baszler. What makes me fear Shayna Baszler when she beats people's asses? It like made her elimination chamber when that less, much less exciting because it's like, oh yeah, but when she came at Becky, she had to bite her. She didn't just beat Becky's ass. No, but she'll crush all these other women wrestlers. But then when Becky's around, she wants to bite her and shit. Like it just, it just seems like classic Vince booking. It's gonna be, go the wrong way, man. What do you think, George? It's I'm still stuck on how dumb that whole Oscar I call, I call Kabuki Warriors. I call them the Kabuki Pirates. They just look like pirates. Just stupid. What's her face comes yeah. out spinning her umbrella like uh, she's on the good ship lollipop. Yeah, sure. I um, Kyrie Sane or whatever. Um, or, or yeah, I get them mixed up. It's Kyrie. You're right. Yeah, uh, then that that match, which will be on the early, which would have been on the pre-show, maybe hell, it still might be on the pre-show since I guess they're doing a pre-show. I don't know. I feel like uh, Saturday is a pre-show. pre-show. Saturday basically is a pre-show, George. Well, Let's... I don't know what they called whatever um, Renee called some sort of the, the quote something that is going to be labeled a pre-show, but might not be the tra- the traditional wrestling pre-show like we normally see. We'll be airing on, I believe, F- FS1. On both nights, okay. Um, theoretically, they could stick mm-hmm. matches in there. I don't know. I mean, I watched. I watched um, uh, backstage this week, and thirty minutes of it was Booker T and Mark Henry recapping Stone Cold uh, and The Rock's uh, Stone Cold's last match against The Rock in 03. And that Are was you like serious. That was thirty. I fell asleep during it. Um, <laughs> well, I <thought> that, <laughs> this is the only thing I can think of. This is the, what I think they realized, and actually AEW's done a better job of this. Is when you have no fans there. Like I can't stress enough how hard it is to do a wrestling show without fans. How hard it is to cut promos. How hard it is to even wrestle a match without fans because they're not. This isn't MMA. They're not actually hitting and hurting each other. They're telling a story. It's hard to tell a story with no audience. Normally, when you're telling a story, if you don't have an audience, there's no point of the story. So I think they're trying to have these events and not highlight the actual wrestling. Even though you could maybe think to yourself without a crowd, okay, let me highlight the actual wrestling. But I think they're almost going in the opposite direction, whether it's intentional or not, where they're going to filter it with commentary. They're going to filter it with past past matches and past major events. They're going to filter it with with pre-shows and and pre-roll and and different things that aren't actually in this arena that doesn't have fans there because they don't want to keep having a camera on the arena without fans there. That's why they're throwing graphics all over the place. It's almost like they're trying to not highlight the actual wrestling, which they don't even have as much of because this was going to be a car with a lot of either – you know, gimmicky matches or, or older mm-hmm. wrestlers or the NXT stars, but you're still going to have the top of the car, which I guess is now Sunday being a lot of gimmicky matches or older wrestlers. But it seems like they're almost not highlighting actual wrestling. This is also why I think they should have not done this, George. Think about it this way. Number one, if you're a guy like Dolph Ziggler, who's been there for many, many years and hasn't got a singles match until now and been screwed over, doesn't it suck? <laughs> Cause you're mostly known. 
you're mostly known as a wrestler, even though you're also a great personality. It sucks to do that without fans there. If you're either one of these NXT stars and you're finally going to wrestle these people that you looked up to for years and you're kind of the protege to them and you're looking to build for the next generation, that whole feud, doing it without fans, it loses its luster a little bit. Imagine if this was – I even laughed to myself because I was watching the – I think it was 32 or what the year that Sting was there. Um, yeah, that was 32. Yeah, yeah. I was watching that the other day. No, no, no. That was in San, that San Francisco. It was in San, that was San Francisco. So that was 31. It was Okay. It was for sure in San Fran. I know that. So I was, I was watching that the other day, and I was just thinking to myself, this almost would have been Sting's luck to somehow have his WWE WrestleMania <laughs> debut happen during COVID-19 and during this pandemic without a crowd. Because imagine if this was Sting <laughs> coming in and there was no crowd there. That would lose its luster. You see him... <laughs> You see him walking out, and you see them talking to him and telling him, hey, don't be nervous. Take it in. Soak it in. It's a little different than what you're used to. He's walking out there, and before he does his his sting gimmicks, he looks at the crowd and takes an hour and a half to get actually to the ring. The The entrance is longer than the matches for him and Triple H. And that, that was a great was, entrance. Uh, that, I was so was, happy no, to see him. No, WWE. that was a great entrance. But imagine that without a crowd. Do you think he would want to be there? Do you think Undertaker is really excited about doing this without a crowd, even though he's still going to do it? Like, it just, I can't imagine anybody's getting up for this. I'm laughing because I'm picturing him coming down from the rafters without a crowd. It's just very funny to me. You just hear a bunch of zip lines. Do you think any of these wrestlers are are excited about this? No. Uh, I I don't think so, man. Like, I I really feel like, but the fact, it's volunteers, so maybe some of them are like John Cena is re- still wrestling. Like if anybody could have pulled out, it would have been John Cena, and right. Cena's still being like, "Hey, yes. I'm going to do this." He's also not so doing it without I a crowd. Really, He's doing I'm a pre. I'm sick of Mike's negativity. I want. I want. <laughs> John Cena doing a gimmick match. He's not doing anything without a crowd. He got. He, he went his way out. He's involved, but he's not having to worry about the crowd. You're going to pre. Yeah, He's probably going to. He's got to tape in that match right now, probably. That's We're doing fun. a podcast. Everything's all the matches already. are apparently already taped, is what yeah. I just read. Yeah. So, yeah, they're all in the can. So who knows? Most of them are already, they're all in the can and but he's being not edited have as we time speak. without a crowd anyway, though. You're gonna have him in this yeah. funhouse crap. So he's not having to worry about not having a fan there. He, we, can you imagine that we're not gonna have we're gonna have a Cena match, not hear anybody's chance Cena suck sarcastically or seriously. So that's gonna uh, Oh Bray will do it. <laughs> and also Pretty imagine this is actually a question Colin. do you believe that vince mcmahon initially had anything booked as a swerve or any heel turns that's been scrapped because there's not a crowd does the crowd not being there influence the storyline of any of these matches for example because say for example you have edge versus orton and the 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 feud of brothers there in that match those type of matches are you going to have anyone interfere or any swerves that maybe you normally would if you do that without a crowd imagine having somebody come out and interfering in a match without a crowd doesn't that sound ludicrous i feel like if you were going to do that without a crowd you just scrap it and you just let them wrestle what is the point of having somebody come out and interfere without a crowd it takes i mean i I think the plans have definitely been changed I don't think he was going to do anything major with swerves as far as, oh, my God, I can't believe this long time face did this or Beck yeah. or that Seth slap 
Becky and cost her the title or anything like that. But um, because everything <laughs> that would be, I mean, that would, that, would, that would be something, yeah. That would be something. But I mean, like everything's geared towards the night after WrestleMania anyway. So I really feel like if anything, they the way they should do this is they should be pushing everything to be an ending point for WWE for right now. And then they're gonna be like, all right, everybody go to fuck home and <laughs> see you in about a month and a half. They should. We already canceled all the shows in April and we'll see what we can do in May. And we're going, we got Manny over with. Like there's no reason to do anything crazy. It's just about putting on the best television product they can do in two nights and getting the hell out of there. That's what they and should do. Because like WrestleMania is the end of the season. It's the wrestling yeah. season for me anyway. No, yeah. it is. Yeah, it literally is the end of the So season. this is where I'll, I'll lean in with Mike a little bit is that they probably, this would be like the time to get away George from it. George comes around after a while. I, I, I start out negative, but George eventually comes around. He always because, comes around. Because for two reasons. So they, 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 the main, mania is in the can. I've also read that, that the raw is in the can as well. And that after that, nothing else is. And that apparently the company, because of the now mandated stay at home order in Florida, which just came into effect this week, which previously was not in effect, right. that now the company is planning to kind of, you know, scale it down, obviously, after um, after raw. So then just 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 fuck around with everything then just, you know. Have have everything just go berserk, and then if you want to play, see how, and then fa- see how it looks, and then on, on on Raw, you know, the next day, which they've already taped, but they taped them separately. Just kind of like, all right, we're gonna fix some of it on Raw, and just like, just make everything go stupid, and then that the, would be crazy. And, and then the first like watching. live match back when everybody is wrestling fans are so happy to be back there, then you can fix it a third time. Like if if you've got nobody. And you don't have to worry about like the crowd hating it or, you know, things like that in person. Just go nuts with it then. Why not? I mean, yeah, what, I mean, just, what, what's the consequence in, in this environment? They got well, nothing no to lose. They have nothing to lose. The only issue is I just feel like it's not going to like having a swerve is not going to come off as well without a crowd. The crowd reaction is part of how Stone Cold's turn lining with Vince McMahon. No, that's all that's, that's true. They lose like, that. But they, but they live for the social traction. They live for, for all the buzz after the fact. And as Kellen already mentioned, ESP, ESPN air, you watched him. With, I didn't even see the Hawani one. I saw Triple H with John Anderson on SportsCenter. That's what I saw. Yeah, they're they're going to have they're going to have Monday and probably Tuesday, considering ESPN's just airing old highlights of this day in history at this point. It's turned into ESPN Classic. Um, so you've got, mm-hmm. you know, your content mm-hmm. out there and you can just F around with it. Why not? I mean, although I feel like legally they could have kept on going because those stay at home orders do not count for sporting events. That's why if they somehow bring Major League Baseball back in July or if they somehow have the the NBA. How do they not count? Well, that's what that no, that's what it apparently because they the city of Toronto put a, a stay at home order all the way until the end of June or something, and then people were freaking out saying, "Well, that immediately means the Raptors, Maple Leafs, and Blue Jays obviously couldn't compete in their respective leagues." But then they came out an hour later and said it does not include it does not count for sporting events. But that's just oh that's Canada. God. That's Canada. No, 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 no. Right. I understand. But what I'm saying is that it, that was just an example. If that's the case in that ruling, then couldn't Vince argue to get around to still do shows in Florida? Because number one, it's not a majorly, uh, majorly infected area. And no, number no, two, he no, could no, say no. that at, that's at happening this, at, Canada. at this point. Wrestling is not an essential activity in Florida and he'd have to make Hell now no. the, the, the governor is a little more lenient there and they've got more exceptions for certain things in Florida than they do in other states. So 
if he could like alcohol stores are closed in Pennsylvania, but they're open in West Virginia and they're open in Virginia. So like if somehow they wanted to shoot more in an exception there. And fi- well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying I think they should do it because it would be I don't even think they should be having WrestleMania at all. I'm saying that if he wanted to be a dick because he clearly wants to have these events right now and feels like he's good, it's better to get one viewer than zero. But this is, no, no. But this is why this is why it's in the can. They still could have theoretically without everything cascading as it has in the country over the last week. And there's still like 14 states that do not have stay at home order. So you're fine. Hell, if they want to somehow get everybody to. Yeah. Um, I think Oklahoma, they could well, probably you can't do a draw in front of no fans there, I guess. I don't know. But See they, how you travel, though. <laughs> in, in full, <laughs> you can still travel. I mean, if you can no, get no, out but of I mean, state, you can't, depends on where you're coming from. You're going to be bringing the virus to this place that didn't previously have the virus. Correct. So now that, 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 now that, now that area, George, that didn't have the virus is now going to be, have the virus because of Vince McMahon and Roman Reigns is going to be bringing it in there. I, no, mean, no, I, I agree with you, but this, this, this <laughs> yeah. is kind of, I want to, we'll get into semantics here. Cause we ain't got nothing left. There is no, there, there's no ban on domestic flights. Domestic flights have been cut way, way, way back. But you can still take planes for very cheap, I might add. You can get to Florida for like $88 round trip. I just like to track them just for fun and imagine me being in Florida. But people, you know, if he wanted to fly and somehow put a, there's no way the state would let him, but he could go to a state where there's no, where there's no stay at home order. But what I'm saying is that if Florida had not done this, if there was not a hunch that WWE had that this right. is probably going to happen in Florida. They could have filmed a live mania, albeit still with no people. They could have filmed it live on Sunday and done it in one full swoop. But they kind of saw the handwriting on the wall, and it's like we got to. So they cut both nights, however they're going to look of this card, and then they cut the raw for Monday. And then after that, there's nothing else planned right now because they physically cannot do it because the states have both Connecticut, the home base, and Florida, the training center, have implemented. No, uh, stay-at-home orders for yeah. non-essential activities, and wrestling's not essential. Well, I know wrestling's not essential, but wrestling I'm just is essential. I need they, my they, wrestling. They have the may the the they came out. It was the mayor, the governor. They were tweeting up a storm about Toronto, saying that it doesn't count for okay, sporting Okay, Canada, events. different country. It's good for Toronto, but it's just not. It's not going to work here. So, fuck a virus. <laughs> um, what do you think the card is going to look like, though? Because we keep talking about they could do this, but nobody knows. They the won't card announce anything. Well, and normally in every other year, you make it very clear what the card's going to be prior to the event. If WrestleMania, if nothing else, you do it at WrestleMania. And they always make it clear because this is where you get, if you want to listen to CM Punk talk about after, you know, what happened after he left or why Chris Jericho went to AEW, a lot of the time, the WrestleMania card is where they care a lot more. Jericho said repeatedly, the reason, one of the reasons why he left and he's always welcome at WWE is because his feud with Kevin Owens that I agree was one of the best the company's had in a long time that year where they were best friends. They were, you know, one was a champion. The other wasn't. They were jealous. They were being sarcastic. They were, they then turned on each other. All of that. It ended up being the second match of, of mania. And that pissed them off. If that they, they care about their positioning normally for mania more than anything else. And it matters the money they're going to make. So do they know? Do, I mean, obviously it's been filmed, but when did they find out prior to filming? Does any of that matter now? Are they restructuring how they're paying? Because I guess it doesn't matter where you are in the card. Like, what do you think the card's going to be? I mean, I, so I, there's been a lot of uh, speculation about that. Go ahead, George. I mean, I think, no, you're good. I think, I think you just can kind of split it here a little bit where the, the Goldberg against whoever he's going to face is on one night, Lesnar and McIntyre on night B, one of the women's matches, pick one is on a night, a the other one, Becky and Shayna who, or Charlotte and Rhea is on B 
Um, you split the 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 tag matches, so you got the triple threat ladder one, which I'm excited to see. Just because when there's no audience, I want shit to collide into other shit. Right. Um, <laughs> so that's on one night, and then the tag the tag team Street Profits uh, match is on another. Well, where night. do you put the singles matches with that are not for championships? That's just that's just a that's just a bingo ball at that point. Like I no, mean, no, but I don't think it previously well, been a bingo ball. I don't know about that. I think Edge coming back and the feud with Randy Orton. I mean, they like, like like like, like, like Undertaker, Undertaker and AJ's one night. KO and Seth is another night. Um, I can definitely say that Elias and they spent a King year Corbin will be on a pre-show one on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and then Otis and Dolph and Mandy will be on a pre-show one yeah. day. Yeah, and then they'll probably they'll probably throw one of the tag team matches, probably the one with the Street Profits, in as a, a pre show too. Show. And then they'll they'll is Miz actually still in this match? Miz is sick, right? Like I don't think he's been confirmed, but it's Miz Austin is and, sick uh, as far yeah. as I know. Well, he just did commentary on SmackDown where he was saying he was going to be in the match. I mean, uh, granted, we don't know when things things are recorded, but that that would be odd, like Roman Reigns, if he's somehow not in the match and the entire partnership with John with John Morrison. If you have him out of the match. And I would imagine they probably were going to win and carry on, or at least they were going to stay together and either feud or they were going to fight for the belts if they would lose them. If he's not even in the match at all, then how do you carry that on? Unless you just basically do whatever you're doing for this pay-per-view, like we were talking about earlier, and then you don't worry about your writing for the the carrying on or not carrying on because you're taking a whole month and a half or two-month break anyway. I mean, that maybe just doesn't matter, but it would be odd for him to be out of that match, but... I, I think some of those some of those storylines, like the Edge and Orton thing, has been put together for two months just to get Edge on the card and have that make sense because it was an easy storyline for for two from uh, apart. So dumb now because he's not, I'm 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 excited for that because I like both those guys, but he's there's no pop. You know they wanted the rumble. Well, that's pop. what I'm. That's why I think they shouldn't even. I know for the fourth call. time we know, but we got to we got to analyze it. <laughs> well, I'm dying. I know, I but you think it's stupid in Florida and this, this and that? This is the <laughs> mega powers colliding right here. Well, that's Alex what I'm saying. versus Bussall. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're you're not you're not reinventing the wheel. I've been saying this for the last hour. They shouldn't even be doing it. But I'm saying that aside from that, the Kevin Owens Seth Rollins storyline they've been building for basically a year. You're telling me you're going to throw that on part A on a little match that everyone's going to forget about? That really sucks. Then. I don't know, but it's just like that's what, I mean, not part A, but like you split it, you know, so that's on. Here's the thing. It's three hours every night, though. Sorry, uh, or George. No, you're... I didn't mean to say that. I just want to throw that in there. They got three hours every night. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to fill all that time. time. Unless, yeah. I don't know how you're going to fill six hours of a program with all these matches and a no, no fans there. You could have easily done this before, but with all with the pageantry and having the Hall of Famers come out and all of that. But. None of that's going to make sense to do now. Who are you going to be waving at when you come out? There's nobody in the crowd. Like They're not it, doing the Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. They're not doing those things that were stopped. They had things built in that were stop gaps. I know they're not doing it. That's my point. I no want to do it now. There's, there's no I want them to do it anyway. Wish God love them. God bless them, praying for them. But, you that's know, what I'm saying. No how are they... How are they going to format it and do stop gaps for time for the make a wish? We're broadcasters. They're, they're going to cut packages. It's going to be, you know, uh, well, Roman Reigns. Then that's, that's, that, 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 that's bad. That's Roman Reigns visiting kids in a hospital. Um, him talking with Robin Roberts. I don't know. They'll figure out a way to do it. Some, maybe there'll be some sort of like donate money to help with 
you know, food for people that need, I, they, they'll come up with ways. The company is small. I, I am, I am hoping I am banking on the company being more creative than they have been for their regular raws here because the raw was kind of yeah. like, shit, we got to do something. And so they kind of threw it together it and past matches. They're just showing you 20 minutes of an entire match between triple H and Roman Reigns from four years ago. Yes. So, and that's what they get for having a three. I this, could literally this, produce what they're doing now. And I, you know, call it misfounded or misplaced hope. But as, as the, as the premier event of the company, at the flagship event, I think they're going to be a little bit more creative with it, or at least more creative than the stuff that we've seen so far from Raw and SmackDown. And I'm hoping WWE, that means we get into some stupid 90s stuff where there's like a limo that explodes in a back lot somewhere and crowbars. <laughs> and I, I, why not? You got no, literally, you know, if, if you told me, if you told George Kermo's body is ready. I'm ready. If you got to produce a wrestling show and there's nobody in the crowd, then we're just going all over. We're out in the yard. We're, you know, we're in a swimming pool. I don't know. Just it's Florida. Come up. It just turns into street wrestling. I don't know. But if you got to be creative with no people, I can't have <laughs> 10 matches in a fucking empty ring with just, you know, these big crowd shots and the, the lights and the smoke. It doesn't make any sense, you know? Well, Some okay. People, so. I agree, car, I agree that or, would be you know, better. Uh, thrown into a dumpster in the back like Kane used to be. That's what I want. Well, I even would like Kane coming out somehow in this and, and yeah, burning something. That would be fantastic. However, um, I'm going to tell you, George, as a fellow broadcaster, I feel like I could put this together for you in your doomsday scenario to what you hate, which is exactly what I wouldn't like either. But I think what they're going to do. Everybody which is going to be on the ramp and gets in the ring like it's a regular Monday. Is no, I, what? what I think they're going to do is going to be a little different than Ron Smackdown, but it's going to be more similar than what you're saying. They're going to go a lazy man's way of producing this like a TV show where it's going to be ramped up for WrestleMania, but it's still not going to be what you're talking about. I think what they're going to do is they're going to have a very similar production of, of, of Ron Smackdown recently. And instead of having repeats from past WrestleManias, because that would make no sense for this current WrestleMania, what they're going to do, you talk about packages for the producer, they're going to get to work. George, they're going to basically be creating a damn dateline that you're going to have basically a half hour montage of the story of edge of edge and Randy Orton for the past 15 years prior to that damn match. I almost guarantee it. It's not going to be just matches and just pure matches, but there won't be anything exploding either or anyone faking a death. You're going to have Michael Cole go on there and say, man, Edge's return shocked everybody and it ignited this blood feud. And then he's going to show you a package of Edge and Randy Orton from the past 15 years that I swear to God will take 25 minutes. Then they're going to wrestle for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to create a package. You yeah, want a package. Geez. George, they're going to – you talk about packages – they're going to give you a package and it's going to be package city. It is going to, you, you're going to remember this WrestleMania as the, I mean, are they going to do, are they going to do a last man standing match? Just like in the ring with, with no hammers or chairs or kendo sticks or nothing like, no, I mean, no, 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 they might, I hope that. It's no, more they might like have the that main con and rocks and the arena match from, yeah, a, they might do half time hate. They might do that, but I'm just that warning you that I, I, <laughs> I think they're going to do that stuff for the in the in ring. Th I think they will have it be like like Mick Foley and The Rock for that match. But I just I, I want to caution you that you're talking about packages. They're going to give you some packages. You're going to be watching a 25 minute package on a rivalry from 10 years. Uh, I guarantee. I think the I think the company's got more pride than that. I hope. All right. Well, how, what do you want to bet? We got Venmo here. I don't no, like no, because you <laughs> you're fucking right every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all over Venmo, so feel free to let me know. <laughs> We're throwing. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they'll do some kind of maybe 
instead of going that route because that would really suck Asti. I really hope that's not the case. <laughs> but I would like them to do since do you does anybody remember when they tried to do press conferences after Extreme Rules like a couple years ago? Like it was oh, yeah. it, it was like right before desk. when Evolution came back and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think that's gonna work because they don't they won't have reporters or anyone there right, to play them other than work. staff. Yeah, it's not gonna why, work. Why not why not have them go live on Facebook or live on Twitter and then sit there and and like maybe do a, a interview okay. live with somebody where fans can interact and stuff and if anything good comes across they can feed it to the wrestler. Otherwise they can at least watch they can watch actual press conferences after the match or before the match live on the social media and it'd be a two screen experience again like when they had the app. And I think that could, that could work in Phil it could be interesting without just sitting there doing arena interviews. Yeah, no, that would be nice. I wouldn't mind that. I mean, that wouldn't be that hard to do, and a lot of them are at home anyway. But I, and that would be part of the social media initiative that they're they're building now. But I would, I will say that what I think would even be cooler that they're not going to do because Vince is still trying to keep some kayfabe that doesn't exist anymore is, you know, everybody in their brother knows this this thing is is pre taped because of what's going on with the the daily press conferences about about the virus. Clearly, they're not doing a live show. They wouldn't be allowed. We talked about that. So why doesn't why why don't you have John Cena go on go on Instagram Live or go on Twitch or go on something like that and talk about his match and you can interact with him live while his match is going on? Why doesn't he provide live commentary to his own match? Yes, it would take away from Michael Vince Cole, would, but nobody cares Vince about him. Would never, Vince would never. Not yeah. during the match. He would never. I'm just saying, there's no reason not to just call call it, a, you know, a true, a true something that's true. I mean, the curtains pulled back. Everybody knows. Well, this Triple H would do it. Triple H totally yeah, okay, for that. Okay, have to be somebody it's wrestling. Not his let, show. Let some let some, even if it's not somebody wrestling, then let somebody who's not wrestling do that. So like John Cena's wrestling Bray, John Cena's wrestling the Fiend or Bray Wyatt. So have somebody else talk about his match while that's going on. That's not crazy. Uh, that's, that's, that's not, not a bad bad. idea. That I just got a weird thought, bit. though. Okay. I just got a weird thought. Hey, hey, yeah, you. You like comic books, anime, and stuff? Sure you do. Who the hell doesn't? And that's why you should listen to a podcast called Fresh. It's like audio cliff notes of ancient texts painstakingly translated by us for you. So do yourself a favor. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Trust me, we're everywhere. So don't forget, it's a podcast called Fresh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and anywhere podcasts are casted. What kind of forever? What if one of the reasons that Vince didn't cancel WrestleMania, what if this was supposed to be Vince's last WrestleMania? This is the worst Does that to go out. This is a horrible way to go out. Can't go I know, out which there. means that he won't go out like that. But I mean, no, what if can't. it was supposed to be? I think it's just that he didn't want to. He didn't want to. He. I think it, there was some ego involved that he wanted to be the last. Yeah, man he's, I think he's just too self-serving. Like he is. No, yeah, I, and I think even Kennedy man, I don't cancel WrestleMania. You know, I'll tell you right now, George. I honestly believe that it, forget him having a moral compass. If there was no stay-at-home order in Florida right now, and the Buccaneers wanted to do the, they didn't pull out. He would do the damn thing and have people come. I mean, he he he. he oh sure, he, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. so I, I think he's just holding back and only having to acquiesce because of what's going on. But I don't – if this was going to be his last one, that would be a horrible way to go out. So I'd imagine we got to have him come back. we got George and Kellen. Not only that, you talk about Vince's last one? If this was going to be The Undertaker's last mm. one, if this was going to be John Cena's last one in a while, if this was going to be anyone's last one, if this was going to be Edge's last one, they need to come back again. This can't be your last one. This cannot be anybody's last one. There's not okay. I'm going to go on Gerbo's side. What if it? What if those guys? What if Cena and Bray like have an outstanding tape match and it's wonderful and everybody thinks See? it's great? Or Edge and Orton tear down the house and uh, Undertaker and and AJ like well, Edge come on, and Orton aren't going to have anything taped, right? That's going to be a match. Right. Nothing, I mean, exactly. Okay, so what if, the crowd is What if they still have the match the they want to have in, tomorrow on this weekend though? Is I don't question. think it's possible. I think it's. I'll tell you right now. If you do a pre-match and you have it pre-taped, then sure, that can work. If you're going to be doing an Edge and Orton type of match where you're going to be in the arena without a crowd because you're going to be not doing a pre-tape like AJ and Undertaker or like John Cena and and Bray Wyatt, then it cannot work as well as you want it. It's physically impossible, in my opinion. I I can't I'm 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 also drinking but still I can't keep beating down WrestleMania man I need this to work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I just don't see work, it without man. a crowd. I just don't see that being the best you can do without a crowd. If I'm them I'd want to come back with something else. I don't and, know. And well, and give me some positive well. talk about. Give me something positive then. Transition positive. Um, so you want to you want to talk about something positive? Um, how about you pick a match on this card that uh, actually uh, you are excited to watch despite the circumstances? Now, is there anything want... on here that you like? <laughs> do you want my answer pre COVID nineteen or the way we are right now? Because I was pre COVID nineteen. I was I was real excited about a lot of this show pre COVID nineteen. I want to be completely honest with you. I was real excited, which is why I keep bringing it up. I was real excited for Randy Orton Edge, even though the, the the rivalry right now has only been a couple months old. But I understand that whole history of the rivalry. I understand the package that George is going to watch for twenty five minutes. <laughs> I, I I guarantee that happens. That's the one few that they're going to give you a twenty five minute package, they George. I'd even go to that That's, one. You can't. Um, do that. But anyway, I, I that was a, a match I'd definitely be looking forward to. I was definitely looking forward to to um to Ripley and, and Charlotte for sure. I, I was I was looking forward to that one for sure. I actually kind of w- was looking forward to AJ and Undertaker before they added all these gimmicks, just for the fact that I get Undertaker can't be as good as he once was, and his recent matches haven't been that great. But AJ was this forgotten star for so many years. He gets the WWE. They give him championships. He gets promoted to the main event. And now he gets his opportunity with The Undertaker. He probably never dreamed he'd have this. That's kind of cool for him. So as a fan... And that's a wrestling fan's dream match. Yeah, and you know AJ Styles is a wrestling fan just as much as he's a wrestler now. Like, he's one of those guys that still calls himself a professional wrestler more than a sports entertainer. So is Kevin Owens. So is Seth Rollins. That's another one. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. I actually think if anyone can do it without fans, to be positive here, guys, I will say as one positive thing, even though I do not believe this card, this event, these two days of this pay-per-view can be as good as it was going to be with fans, without fans, I will say WWE is fortunate enough 
that it has the right people in place who are currently active enough to make this happen. Whereas Seth Rollins is really, really damn good. He's probably the best in the business in, in terms of overall versatility as a as a face, as a heel, and just overall skill. Kevin Owens is great as well. AJ Styles, you have those type of people that can do the best they can in this situation. And even the fiend, even Bray Wyatt making the most out of really, I wish he was still Bray Wyatt originally. I wish there wasn't even the fiend, but he's making the most out of it and kind of try to break away from the fiend character back to Bray Wyatt. Again, these people are good enough. Now in this era, they can make the best out of this situation, but I still don't think it would be as good as before, but there's a lot of matches that I'm looking forward to just out of pure matches. And I'm a wrestling fan. I'm not a casual fan. I'm, I'm in this. I just feel like for the casual fan, which is most of the fan base of WrestleMania, they're going to be disappointed. And you need them for WrestleMania to truly make it your Super Bowl of an event. If you're just going to make this wrestling and have those great wrestlers impress three of us who are going to watch anyway, yes, we're going to watch anyway. He's always going to get the ratings, we're the marks. But the casual fan is going to be disappointed, may not watch day two, like George is saying. That's the doomsday situation. The casual fan watches the Saturday show and then says, this isn't like WrestleMania. This isn't a Super Bowl. There's no Hall of Fame ceremony. There's no one swerving here. There's not going to be interference. This isn't the same that I'm used to, so I'm not going to watch day two. That's the risk. Yeah, um, go ahead, George. I think I think they're going to slot this card, um, you know, to try and make the best of both days. So I don't think we get here's all the you know here's all the run up stuff on Saturday and then saving the good stuff for Sunday. I think it will be a mix of things, and that's what I've heard and that's what I've read. Everything, and also to clear, you know, because we've kind of said both things here. Everything is in the can. Everything is already taped. Some have been taped in, in, in the, everything has already been taped right. and apparently, yeah, yeah. apparently cut individually. So not even like a stream of consciousness type of thing, um, where you can just kind of, you know, literally plug and play them, um, couple with those packages I'm talking about in between. Um, oh, I'm, I'm talking about some packages. There's going to be some packages, George. There'll be packages. I'll tell you right now. They, they're working there on a package. Packages. They work, they worked on a package last week. That package is ready in the can. <laughs> John Cena talking to kids in Tampa or something. Um, there's st- and that's, that's as a as a throw in aside. That's still going to be a funny part. Is it would not surprise me if because they're keeping all the Buccaneer style branding that there's going to be like you know we were in Tampa you know in in February at a, at the hospital there like that type of stuff. It's still going to carry a very Tampa vibe even though it will be held in Orlando. At least it wasn't like supposed to be in Texas and then it was held in Orlando. At least right. Tampa is like you can half fake it close enough with the but forget that. Um, I, I'm excited about um, Edge and Orton, obviously, because I hope it just gets ridiculous, kind of like um, Roman's match at Rumble this year, where, you know, it just was all over the dugout. You know, he finishes on the dugout and everything. It just goes all over the place. Uh, that would, that that would be. I, me I don't know why you like people <laughs> wrestling all outside of the ring. It's like George doesn't want anything going on in the ring. No, because, no, because I, like, no I like it, but it ended on the dugout made me mad. Concrete man through right there. You get too hokey if you go everything outside of the ring for crying out loud. Why even have a damn ring? No, no, but that's a last man standing match. So you you ain't gonna pull it off with 
I know, understand, but I mean, I like Kevin Owens and Rollins, too. you know, that's, you know, you're going to have to work on some things there. Well, they're going to brawl too. How are you going to, I'm surprised you don't want them out of the ring. You want but weapons not, there. But there's no stipulations there. I'm, as I, I understand it, that, I know, but you want yeah. them out of the ring. If you can get them out of the wing, right? You're, if you're writing this, Kevin Owens is going to hit him with something. And he's going to be out of the ring. <laughs> you want him out of the ring maybe for something? Some stipulations. Maybe we get more stipulations we ain't heard of. I don't know. I'm just um, saying, even if there's not a stipulation, make it a no out. a no DQ match. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I think they can get. Um, I think because because of two things. A for for Cena and 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 so what I'm looking at here. I hope the women's matches come out good. I enjoy watching both of them perform. I'm a Charlotte stan as well, but. Yeah, I, the, the ones that stick out to me are Cena and and Wyatt. Um, I get we we know the Undertaker's going to. I know it's going to be Boneyard, and they'll have the whole thing going. But he's going to be kind of exposed in this environment. Um, Cena and and Wyatt and and Edge and Orton. Edge and Orton for the reasons I already mentioned. Um, I think two reasons. A because of at least for you know the whole the whole Cena against Wyatt thing five years ago now, or however long it was like that, they had a good back and forth build up there. So they've got a good in-ring rapport and B, as I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, Bray Wyatt, if, if, if it's as Kellen and I hope they do it like this, you know, literally with the Funhouse thing, Bray Wyatt has already experience in this type of match where he did, uh, the ultimate deletion with, um, with Matt Hardy. So hopefully he knows how to play to that when it, there is no crowd and it can, that can actually be a good visual experience, even though you're not, you don't have anybody in the crowd with you and there's no crowd. So I hope yeah. that they create an environment for that, that, that coupled with the rivalry he had in the past with Cena and Cena coming back, that, that, that can be a good match. I yeah, think and I think they that. have the best people available based on experience and based on skill level to do this the best they can. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I think the Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt might steal the entire show because he has experience in this environment. His character is made for this. He, yes. While the crowd is great for him and the character when he came out with the lights off and all of that and the lantern, he can do that character without the crowd. I'm just saying that somebody like Cena, for example, is not as good without having the crowd there, whether they're right. liking him or not. So it's good that Bray Wyatt is paired with him to make up for what I'm assuming is not going to be Cena's best match ever. He normally plays off the crowd like Hogan did 20 years ago. Imagine Hogan without the crowd. It's not going to be as good. So Ray Wyatt can save this. You have the right people in place to save this, but there's also going to be guys that are just, they're just going to be hurt without the crowd. Yeah. I, I don't know how Cena's character just is not as good without the crowd. Like Stone, sure. But like he's helped by the format. Like what if he like, what literally, what if the match starts, and it's like Cena has to open the door to like the fun house and Cena's in the fun house. And then it like goes dark or something. And then it's something different. Like they can, I hope they get as creative as I'm spitting this shit off the top of my head with, because I think that there's opportunities there to do it, but it's there's all opportunities, but they're going to create a one back. rule that we all know is that we're better at booking than WWE. Is. As so I'm saying, George, I want to see George's right Firefly fun house <laughs> match compared to what they're doing. The package for the fun house. They're creating the package. They're doing a package. You're going to actually maybe see part of the previous match. I, I dared say that. No, Wouldn't that no. be kicking the balls? They'll probably show the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt match from a few years ago. What was that? A Sister Abigail match or whatever? What, I forget what they call that match. When... I, there was one feud. The, the Orton Edge feud, I, I guarantee you that package is going to be the longest package of the day. I, they're gonna, I guarantee that's a long package. As the they're going to play that whole rivalry. That makes sense. 
Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna eat time. You want to talk about broadcaster eating time? Exactly. That is gonna be where the broadcasters and producers eat time. They're gonna take twenty minutes on on that that rivalry before they even wrestle. I almost guarantee. <clears throat> All right. Well, let, let's let's run down the card some because we've okay. we've been. Yeah. Osti has been just depressing. He's just sidetracking us with his negativity, <laughs> Kellen. <laughs> I, I told you going in. I told you going in. I'm the special attraction, but when you have me on, I'm going to be honest. And I told <laughs> I even I told you going in that I was not excited about this WrestleMania and that I was negative about it, and you still wanted me on. So I, someone had to be the heel. Somebody had to be the heel. Someone has to be the heel. That's the truth in this. I'm just going to run down what Wikipedia has, guys. Okay. So <laughs> let's just start out. We're just going to do picks, okay? Um, we don't got to do anything past that. I mean, you can expand on your picks, obviously. But, uh, George, we're going to go ahead and just start with Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT title. What are your thoughts on that outcome? I think I think Charlotte um, will take it. Um, I think it probably presents an opportunity then for Ripley to make the jump and again, we you know, got nothing in the future at this point besides Monday after Monday, but uh, it provides Ripley an opportunity. If I'm talking in a regular world, Ripley provides her the opportunity to jump and challenge at SummerSlam back for the belt or something like that where it integrates into some other type of title. But um, no, I like I like Charlotte in that match. Um, shout out to um, a guy I miss. This is completely off topic, but but Finn Balor, who's now down at NXT. I miss Finn Balor. Wish he was here. Um, but but Charlotte Flair takes takes this match. Yeah, Finn Balor oh, kind of got, got the shaft in again among everybody. I mean, he was thrown down there. He may he may have liked it at the time, but he's basically forgotten now. Yeah. Um, I w- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Charlotte as well. I think she's gonna get that win. I wouldn't even be shocked, even though this would be a little bit weird for the Charlotte character because she's just such a great heel. That even though she wins, that. Ripley does so well and, and performs so well and that even gives more of a wrestling ability than you normally see from her, that Charlotte respects her in a way and that that's conveyed somehow. That would, that would be a good way to do it. If, if she's not going to put her over, then I, I'd be okay with some kind of respect being paid to Ripley still after the match. Um, and even if it's just so a, a one-off and maybe Ripley stays in XT for a while longer, or if Ripley does come up to a main roster um, here in a few months, um, I think that could be a good thing. So I'm perfectly f- be okay with that. Do you think Ripley wins though? Because um, the other thing is Ripley winning and then Charlotte just going heel and just beating her up even though she loses. I could see that too. Charlotte loses, puts her over, but then beats her ass. I, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to make them both look strong. And Charlotte has no real opposition from anyone else in her division on either, in any of the rosters who would come after her other than it, it would have like the only person who could come in and mess with Charlotte in a way would be Rhonda. But I highly doubt that Rhonda is going to leave her little, um, yeah, right. her little um, campground or wherever she's at with uh, Travis, mm-hmm. even though she's renegotiating to come and be at, a taped WrestleMania to interfere in a Rhea Ripley match. <laughs> if anything, she should come I've been back waiting for, for her to get involved in a Baszler feud. Some, I mean, that makes a hell of she has to come back soon. SummerSlam is going to be the major event. Anything that I had planned for right now, if I'm Vince, I, I throw it to SummerSlam. Summer, I would have them come back in SummerSlam and do that. SummerSlam is going to be, if that is kind of pegged to where maybe maybe we all get back to normal, hopefully in August, that could be the major real WrestleMania this year. Yeah. 
and and that would be awesome, I think. Um, but I, I'm going to go ahead and say I have Ripley winning this only because it doesn't hurt Charlotte at all. No. Um, there's ways to have maybe there would be some NXT uh, women's uh, like other people from the women's roster in NXT come and get involved and maybe like attack Ripley and stuff like that where Charlotte has some opportunities and then uh, Ripley's just resilient and then Ripley manages to pull it off anyway. I think I want to take Ripley in this um, j- just okay. because that's what I want to see. Um, so I, I'd be okay with that outcome because Charlotte's not going to be hurt either way. I mean, you're able right. to put Charlotte down on NXT and be like, hey, go after that title. And then she can roll back around if things were normal and come back on Monday night and be like, Becky, give me that belt. You know, right. so she it's not going to hurt her at all. So I feel like Ripley should win. Yeah. I feel in Ripley. So the next the next match on the Wikipedia card <laughs> Wikipedia is Brock Lesnar we'll versus Drew McIntyre. I know there'll probably be like exact same order of matches. Uh, Lesnar versus McIntyre for your WWE Championship. Mike, uh, Lesnar's gonna win. I mean, I, I could. It would be interesting if McIntyre would win and they'd finally put him over. But I think this is gonna be Lesnar wins. But it's a very close match. McIntyre performs well, but Lesnar wins because you're not gonna have the guy who ended the Undertaker streak lose to McIntyre. They just. They just think so much of Lesnar that they are very careful in when he loses. So I don't think he loses this, but I also don't think that this hurts either guy. They're going to both come out of this looking strong. McIntyre is still mm-hmm. going to win the major main event picture after this. And Lesnar, even if we were doing a normal situation, Lesnar and Goldberg are both probably going to be gone. Certainly Goldberg, but Lesnar even gone from TV for a while after mania it happens every year and then mcintyre can come out and say you know i beat Le-. it might, might even do this where lesnar wins and then mcintyre beats his up beats him up afterwards and proves uh, yeah i lost but i was the man standing something like that uh, so i think they both look strong but i think lesnar wins i i get sucked, i get sucked into this every year so i'm gonna get sucked into it again i think they put mcintyre over I think he ends up being I think the the setup at Rumble was good and the way they played that and unfortunately it doesn't get the push now because of everything that's happened but um I think I think I'd they'll like put, that to happen. Yeah. It just seems like all these other jabronis they sent out here in the past like years just like you knew they were going to get didn't he fight Ricochet at one point? And I love Ricochet, but it's just yeah, like, that was that a uh, super showdown, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Ricochet ah. doesn't fit in the main event picture. That just no, it's just like I love him, but it's just like why are we going to go out here and just let him get eaten by Brock Lesnar? Like why? Um, that was dumb. Uh, so it's it's finally I think McIntyre rises to the level of formidable foe, and I think they'll actually put him over here. And they have a championship that's actually on TV then. Because if Lesnar wins, he's taking the belt And then maybe Lesnar takes it back on fake Monday Raw. So, (laughs) I mean, it's just... I would like to watch Monday Raw. If that happens, that would would be worse than than Lesnar winning at Mania. If you're not going to have McIntyre win and keep it through fake Monday Night Raw, then you don't might as well not have him win at all. Because that would just be a slap in the face to have Lesnar take it. Instead of the Daniel Bryan, I mean, it's why not? So yeah, but he was a small guy. You're not going to do that. Oh no, yeah, okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh God bless. I got McIntyre. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm going with Drew, man. Drew's got a lot of momentum. The crowd loves him when they're there. Um, I saw that. 
when he when he's there, like he turned like the moment he won the rumble, man, like everybody's been all in on Drew. So I feel like they're just gonna go ahead and let him have his moment and we'll see if he survives the uh the fake raw. And then I guess we'll see him in a couple months when things go back to normal. So yeah, uh, I'm going with uh, going with old Drew to get out to finally uh, get out of 3MB's shadow. Yeah. <laughs> he's not. The, he, he wouldn't be the first. He wouldn't be the first 3MB member to win a WWE title, though. Um, no, that was gender. Yeah, gender won. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. I like yeah. gender's run too. I can't lie. Gender, that's cool. Yeah, I could see that. I would. I would be down with that coming back. Yeah, I, I, hopefully, I think he's uh, fully healed. So I guess after all this, we'll hopefully see gender again right. on the main card. Something um, right. he might end up in NXT though. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows nowadays? Next on the Wikipedia card, we have Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, which we probably know to be Braun Strowman. I guess it's still going to be for the Universal Championship. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say Goldberg is going to win it at this point. There's no reason to take it off of him. It, yeah. If there was no COVID nineteen and Roman Reigns versus Goldberg was still going on its plan, if it was still Roman versus Goldberg, I then would have said Roman Reigns would win because yes. Goldberg's going off TV. But now with Roman not there, I could see Goldberg winning, and then Goldberg. I feel like because Goldberg's as much. Here's the thing. This is why I'm torn. They don't mind having Brock Lesnar be a champion without being on TV because they know that even though he's not there full time, they have him contractually and he's going to appear on these special events. He'll wrestle on SummerSlam too with Goldberg. He's in a legend deal. They don't know exactly when they're going to be wrestling Goldberg. They only go to him when they need him for a Saudi Arabia match or for this mania match to beef up a star power for the card. So I don't think they're going to want to have Goldberg take a championship home and not have the belt on TV for two or three months in a normal world. So I almost think that somehow or another, normally Roman was going to win, but somehow or another with Roman not even being there, Goldberg may win the match over Braun because they're not promoting Braun that much, but Goldberg Mm -hmm. won't leave the fake Raw with the belt. Somehow, somebody else is going to be the the Universal Champion after fake Raw, and it might be it might it might be Kevin Owens. (laughs) I mean, it's not going to be Goldberg. He's he's, he might win the WrestleMania match, but he will not leave fake Raw with the championship. How it could not be Seth is beyond me because. Yeah, probably, Other than KO, I would love for it to be KO for some reason. Um, especially considering the way that uh, or maybe Goldberg it'll be uh, ran through KO, KO a few years ago. There'll be a triple threat match and KO will somehow start to win and then Rollins will, will win unfairly or AOP will come out or something or some crazy thing will happen or something. Well, AOP hurt, so they're both off TV now. So it would have to be Buddy Murphy. I guess so, yeah. It also could maybe interfere without doing anything. I don't know. They could just stand there and look at her intimidating and somehow KO trips. Who the hell knows? But yeah, I don't think I think Triple H should be the champion. There's not a zero percent chance. <laughs> um Goldberg will win the match, but I don't think he leaves fake raw with the title. Okay. You just gave me George. another creative thing in that Owens Rollins goes after Reigns somewhere backstage and as Goldberg comes out from his back room looking for something, he can't find anybody, and then Owens stuns him, and then they make the match for the championship. They make Owens and Rollins for the championship right there. 
because if you're going to write out Reigns, then like it's dumb to have just Goldberg fighting who's next. Like that's, I mean, literally, I mean, I know, I know it's a stick, but like who's, you know, that would be cool to have them do the trip, just do a triple threat with those two already, already going you against each other. You could get already, two matches put together. Hell yeah. Because, and it actually ties into KO and Goldberg had that match a couple years ago for the belt when KO was there. Yeah. Full time Goldberg came back. So Goldberg was coming back. They had that match. That's actually when Goldberg won the first championship. So KO is looking for revenge because that was when they, he already owes a receipt to him back then from two years ago. And then yes. you have obviously with, with Seth yes. and Rowan tied in. So I would love all that. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love all that. The more does more like excited I get about it, the less likely See? it is to happen. <laughs> less likely it is to happen. Yeah. Or Rollins wins the under match on, you know, they, they do the Owens Rollins match, let's say on one day, and then it's it's Rollins against Goldberg <laughs> on Sunday. I don't know. I got a lot of I got a lot of ideas. But um if we if we pretend that it's Strowman versus Goldberg, um, I'll take <sighs> Why does I mean why is even Goldberg around? Like it doesn't even make any sense. Um, was so they could put Roman over without him getting booed. They're so yeah, afraid of him getting booed. Roman was going to win. <laughs> this was literally a Roman victory. Right? This, this was a guaranteed Roman win. That's the thing so that sucks. Was like Roman was going to leave the, with the belt. He was going to have the strap and was going to beat Goldberg and was going to help his resume and legacy. And the fans wouldn't even be pissed because they hate Goldberg more. But because of COVID nineteen, we're not getting that. This was clearly going to be Roman winning. We just get real, real. We test Goldberg as he comes out of his room and that he's negative and then Roman fights him. Um, but no, I'll take I'll take because there's like if it's good, if it's just going to be Goldberg versus insert replacement here. I love Strowman, but, you know, why? Why are you going to, you know, switch it up at that point for a replacement guy? However, they they spin it here on on SmackDown or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You could do a whole bunch of stuff there once you got. I mean, in my opinion, you could. With the, you the could. existing card with a guy being vacant there, but instead so. they're going to show a package of Goldberg's victories back at WCW. <laughs> I guarantee you they have streak in the package. <laughs> they're going to they show the cattle fight. prod again. You're going to, you're going to see him. You're going to see him getting stunned. You're going to see the jackhammer 6,000 times. It's going to be crazy. Give me a package. <laughs> I don't want you to book WrestleMania. <laughs> I don't not No, no, I'm not saying I no. See, this is what you're misunderstanding. I'm not saying I want any of this. He's a, he's a realist. Oh, I know he's you being, don't. I'm being a realist. And George is telling me he's, about these. The, George gave me the line of, "Oh, they're producers and broadcasters. They're professional." I'm saying I agree with you. They're going to put some mean, mean packages together. That's what they're going to do. They're going <laughs> to. <laughs> oh. They're going to use those Man. chops, and it's going to be freaking packages. I hope it's not. I, I actually, I'll tell you maybe right now. Maybe they're going to hire Sean Mariner to do some work. You know, maybe, maybe they're like, yeah. hey, we see your WVU stuff. Why don't you uh, he do might some be proud stuff with some of these us. packages? It's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be quality packages, but it's just going to be a, a heavy load of packages. I actually, out of everything that's been said, I would love, and I think it actually would make sense storyline-wise, and it wouldn't be that hard to do, to all of a sudden, you have, a somehow or another, I don't know if you want to go as hard as Seth turning on Roman, because then it's like, how do you not carry that over, and you're taking a two-month break? But you do something where Roman's hurt, and you have the three of them in a triple threat match. It makes sense with KO and Goldberg's history. It makes sense with Seth and Roman. It makes sense with Seth and, and Kevin Owens. It, it, it makes sense in general, and you could easily do it, Granted, that wouldn't get Braun Strowman on the card at all, and maybe you know that sucks for him. But that would make perfect sense, and you wouldn't have to worry about fake Raw. But I feel like they're going to make it. Braun lost to Sammy for the IC title, so they don't really care about Braun. Just like they, 
normally yeah. don't. No one would be surprised at all by that. <laughs> hey, I was happy for that. Sammy's been disrespected too for years. At least mm-hmm. they got him yes. a belt finally. Sammy hadn't won yep. gold in yeah. his whole WWE career, not even tag team, which is just asinine for as great oh, as I noticed. Yeah, I mean, as great as he is on the mic, as great as he is charisma-wise, even his return when he was on Alexis Bliss's show and he was dancing around and saying, I got the, you guys are fishing a barrel. And imagine that without a crowd and when he came back and the crowd was chanting his song. He has a great theme song, but he just doesn't win championships, but they gave him an IC belt, even though it was hokey. So I was thrilled to death for him. I was too, man. I was real happy for old Zammy. He deserves it, man. All right, so moving right along as uh, we continue on. We got another women's match on the Wikipedia card. The Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Go for it, Asti. Becky, she's been she's been too strong. She's been Amazing. too much of a, of a last kicker. There's there's no freaking way she doesn't win this. And I there's more of a likelihood that Charlotte puts Ripley over than yeah. Becky loses. Becky's not going to lose. Yeah, they didn't do much in the way of playing this up. As Kellen mentioned, they if she fought, I watched the rewatched the uh, Becky against Oscar Rumble match thing. Like you said, oh, she can't beat Oscar, and then now she just like you know just beats her left and right. Yeah. So uh, they, they, they put did a lot more stock into the the Ripley Charlotte into Ripley Charlotte, and it's got cross brand you know appeal. So yeah, it's Becky here. I hope it yeah. sets up. I hope there, it sets no... up Baszler Ronda. I, I would. I would actually care about that. I think that. I think that I think that Becky Ronda. I feel like up. I'd wait. I'd wait for Ronda until a major event. I don't know, unless they want to do it for that first Raw coming back after two month hiatus, because that might need to be a big show. I don't care when we get it. It just needs to happen. We need Ronda back. As much as we might have trashed her back then, we're sorry. Come back and please help. <laughs> please help us from Super Becky. I love Becky so much, man, but I hate how they've just went made her from Stone Cold to John Cena in the course mm. of a year. Yeah, that's exactly sucks. what they did. That's perfect. They she was great as Stone Cold too. She was a fantastic Stone Cold when she was Yes, she was. Nia Jax's nose. I mean that 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 was great. She was just a loose cannon all the time. You didn't know what she was gonna do like Stone Cold. You know what she's gonna do now. You know it's John Cena's script. Okay. Yeah, we know what we're going to do now. Unfortunately. Uh, All right. Well, that was easier than I thought. Um, (laughs) Firefly Funhouse match between John Cena and the fiend Bray Wyatt. I'm saying Bray. I I would love if Bray wins, but here's the reason why I don't think Bray's going to win. Bray. Aside from a couple of championship reigns, Bray never damn wins. Bray is like The Undertaker or Kane. He doesn't have to win to be that character. I feel like he's going to end up getting buried or thrown off something very similar to the damn deletion match that George keeps talking about. He lost that match by, by basically at the end of the day, he ended up match, man. <laughs> I mean, Jordan's favorite match, match of the year for George Gerbo, I feel like. But that's that's going to be similar. I think I don't I, he doesn't have to win. I mean, neither does Cena really, obviously. And Cena may want to put him over. Maybe he goes in Vince's room and says, I'm sick of Bray losing. Just put him over. He's good. I don't need to win. He's a nice guy. Maybe he'll do that. I love if Bray wins. But that Bray character is like The Undertaker and Kane in the 90s. He doesn't ever have to win, and you're still going to be scared of him the next week. So I think John Cena wins. I'll take I'll take Bray here. I got a hard time. I, I, I This is one... 
I think that what we talked about earlier, maybe this is one that ended up being um, being switched up on the card where if you want the, you know, the pop thing and and in a big crowd with Cena in Tampa um, that I could see John winning that match. But I think in a if they do this, uh, this funhouse thing, like I think they will in kind of that ultimate deletion mold, then I got a hard time seeing Bray Wyatt losing on essentially what should be a home match for him in some ways. Yeah, this is a big match for George, though. If this match sucks, you're going to turn off WrestleMania, I feel like. You got all your eggs in this match. Here's the funny thing is that so annually, you know, we go through multiple burner emails to sign up for the network, you know, to get the re- to get mania or get whatever for free. I, I've, I, I've not actually used my email <laughs> for it. Normally, what I do is I just don't pay attention to Twitter and I watch the bootleg highlight cuts on YouTube um, that come up like literally live as it's, you know, within a few minutes as it's happening. But today, I might actually decide to sign up for the network and 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 watch this live considering there's nothing else to do. So. Right. You might get me that way, WWE, but Mike's correct that I will immediately cancel on Saturday if it does not live up to um, if this does not live up to my expectations. Yeah, your eggs. I have a really best. great friend who always let me use his login for the network, so I don't have to do that burner email thing. Okay. Yeah, I wonder who that is. <laughs> I wonder who that is. Yeah, that, that's, that's I don't me. know. We don't put anybody's uh, <laughs> business out there like that, Mike. Come on now. Yeah. Come on, bruh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just occasionally. So, and then, although I've had to reset my password a few times, and I don't remember changing it. I, was, <laughs> I got locked I've never, I've I got never locked touched the password. I didn't think you did, but that was weird. I got like, we both were locked out. I got a text from Kellen at like midnight one night a year oh, ago. Man. I don't think your password's yeah. working anymore. <laughs> I got locked out somehow and I had to change it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so good luck in your watching there, Gerbo. Mm-hmm. I hope you make it through both nights. Thank you. Here's one that intrigues me. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, this has been changed from a, it was a six-pack match to a fatal five-way um, for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. We have Tamina versus Naomi versus Lacey Evans versus the champion Bailey versus her best friend, Sasha Banks. Right. I'm gonna let you go first, George, because I have some th- thoughts on this one. It's they just, could do some things in this match. They could finally do some things here. They could, but it also sounds like it also sounds like it's just gonna be awful, right? Like it, it's it might be awful, but this could be what they could do the most with storyline wise. Like, the la- I mean, the Lacey Evans thing makes no sense. Like they built her up and did all that stuff. I liked her originally. Yeah, and it was like, oh, okay, here's somebody else, and then they just kind of essentially wrote her off um that weird thing with uh bailey and at the rumble and so it's just like that's kind of petered out for me um i don't see bailey um giving it up here could i I, really i was gonna say do we agree that she loses the belt she's had the belt for 300 plus days i can't imagine she's gonna have the belt that damn long it feels like it's been four years man no, I mean, it's seriously, uh, I think I, I heard it's, Bailey it's, too, it's like at least 200 some. I mean, she's had the belt a long time. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, I believe she had the belt since almost soon after WrestleMania last year when they had that tag match and yeah. then one of them turned on the other, but then they got hurt so they couldn't continue the feud and they randomly got together and they both became heels. Yeah. She, Because I actually liked that feud better when it was 
Sasha as a heel because she's a great heel, and mm-hmm. Bailey as a face who's trying to hug everybody. That was okay. That I could write that storyline once. I could believe that. Now they're trying to force Bailey being a heel. This is I'll give you this example, and I know Kellen loves this because I said this years ago when we were doing wrestling podcasts on either one of our podcasts. Bailey being a heel is the same thing as Randy Orton being a face. It doesn't work. It doesn't like, I, work. I mean, it, you can also tell, and the reason why it didn't work for Orton anytime he's ever a face and why he publicly says he doesn't want to be a face ever and why I'm sure he loves this role right now being a heel. The, one of the greatest things we're getting on Edge's return is we're getting strong heel asshole Randy Orton wanting to kill everyone. That's, and that's great. my favorite Randy. That, that's yes. the best Randy. <laughs> this is legend killer Randy Orton without calling it that. They don't want to say that's what it is because they had to get away from I that. I don't know moment. why. Well, I wasn't mean, that because they don't he, call him a killer, I guess. I guess because of the I think the killer word and he was a little bit too gruesome. I mean, that was soon after that. They wouldn't let Seth Rollins use the, the curb stomp, even though they brought that back now. That's I think the they were reason that this out. isn't a graveyard match either for The Undertaker. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, of... they were playing too much into kids and they couldn't have Randy Orton literally trying to kill people on TV <laughs> um, and talking about how he wants Mick Foley to be dead. That'll bring in the ratings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, Mick Foley, you were tired, but no, that's not good enough for me. I want you dead. Like, that's not going to really work, I don't think, right I now. But that's you, basically... Witch. That's pretty much what they're doing. Like Randy Orton's basically doing it anyway. He's pretty much he knows. Like I'm already up. Yeah, that's why I like Randy Orton too. He he's been there so long. He's a legacy. He's already a Hall of Famer. He's pretty much going out there every night saying, "Yeah, I don't care about COVID nineteen. I don't care about you. Don't want to call me the Legend Killer, and you're in, you're in a PC era. I'm just doing it any damn way. I'm just doing it anyway. So th- that's the best thing we're getting out of all of this. But. Like he doesn't work as a face, Bailey doesn't work as a heel. She just works better as a face. That rivalry would make no sense with them both as a heel. So what I'm hoping happens, and because I have no other idea, I'm just going to predict this. I'm hoping that Sasha turns, Sasha ends up with the belt, and Bailey somehow becomes a face in the next mm-hmm. month or so because she gets beat up by Sasha so bad, people start feeling bad for her again. And then Sasha goes out there on the next fake Raw and says, you were never my friend. You're always worse than me. You wouldn't have had the belt this long if it wasn't for me, and I'm glad that you lost. I'm going to beat your ass. Like That's what I want yes. from this match. That's yes. what I'm and then, so, then took the words right out of my mouth. And Bailey's a face. That's what you get out of that. So suddenly he's creative. Suddenly he expects creativity now. <laughs> I know. I, I said I out, of, out of a fatal five way. Not that I've never heard of a fatal five way. <laughs> personally, like Kellen said, it was supposed to be six, and the term usually is fatal four way. So it's just like what the hell? fatal five way still starts with an F. Why not? <laughs> yeah, fatal four way would be better. You don't need to have five people in this match. If you couldn't go to six, just boot somebody out so you can have a regular fatal four way. Sure, but I'm just hoping that is what happens. If that doesn't happen, if Bailey somehow wins wins the belt out of this, then I don't know what the hell's going on, because she has to lose it at some point. Does she? <laughs> <laughs> she I will have an perpetuity. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's what happens. Oh, man. Um, yeah, um, a friend of mine actually uh, sent me some old uh, NXT shirts that he had that he never uh-huh. wore, and one of them was a Bailey I'm a Hugger shirt. Yeah, and I had cool. been looking for one of those when she was a hugger, and I could they were all sold out because it was like right after she stopped doing not that she was done that gimmick, but she had new shirts and stuff. So she I couldn't find it. And I was looking at that shirt, I was like, I wanted that shirt so bad. And now I kind of hate her character so much I don't even want to wear it because I don't want to support her. Cause the heel thing was cool at first, 
but she just can't carry it, man. Um, there's no, nothing it doesn't, it doesn't interesting work. about Heel Bailey. She's trying too hard to be a bitch when she's not like she's not mean. Mostly she was hugging close. everybody years ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I it, it's a everyone. radical <laughs> turn, man. I mean, her hair is awful. Her entrance is awful. Her wrestling, which was never that much of a draw for her as far as being in the ring, other than the storyline she could tell in the ring. Like her finisher is very boring with the Bailey to Bell or the Bailey to Belly, Belly to Bailey, whatever it is. The really awful. The entrance is the worst part of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I miss the like, inflatable two men, man. I never thought I'd say that, but I miss them. I miss the happy music and the kids cheering and everything else. The only way um, it makes sense for her to lose the belt, though, is if Sasha turns on her and then they, that Sasha wins the belt. If Sasha does not win the belt and Bailey doesn't have the belt, then it makes no damn sense. Right. right. If they like going through this and and Bailey retaining would just suck. And if anybody who's not named Sasha Banks go out of this match, especially like no offense, Naomi or Lacey Evans, Tamina's not going to win it. But if anybody else comes out of the match with this belt, it's just stupid. It has right. to be Sasha. And I, I really hope that this is when we finally get that real Sasha that I've always wanted on the main roster. That was so great in NXT and that great feud that her and Bailey had. It's we need right to have there. Sasha Banks that would make Snoop Dogg proud. Yes, right yes, now we, we do, man. Sasha's based. You know what Sasha is right now? Sasha's what based. Is she? She's becoming. She's she's a lackey. She's like what Diesel was to HBK back in the oh, day before wow. he became Kevin Nash. Like she just stands mm. behind. She doesn't say anything, or when she does talk, she just says, "Yeah, I agree. Tell them they suck." No, come on. She has yeah. so much more she can offer than what she's offering. She should have got You're the push line. with with this, like when this whole new era of women evolved with Charlotte, with Becky, yeah. with Bailey. She should have got it should have been like four of them. And it, she should she was the next one to kind of get that push. And they like half ass kind of gave it to Nia Jax for a minute. And then yeah, that, that was, was the end yeah. of it. Yeah, Nia Jax when yeah, she was getting they, when they she was getting bullied by a, the only one who should have been in there that I love that I think they're not doing enough with, but I know she had an injury for so long and now she's in this friendship. Mm-hmm. But uh, Alexa Bliss, I mean, I actually remember last year we talked it's about not how even in the card is she? Well, she's, she's fighting with the tag, what's her the Nikki the against the Kabuki's. She's in the tag tag. Uh, not according to my Wikipedia. Hold on, hold on. Oh, she, there it is. Was, You're right. She was just on SmackDown no, talking about the tag. She's on there. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm but sorry. anyway, I don't like her being in this friendship with with like that sucks. Like I'm I, waiting for her to turn on her. Like it doesn't make any damn sense. Well, I actually read somewhere that she was supposed to turn her a long long time ago, but they scrapped it because they liked them together so much. Uh, but that sucks. Like I don't like them. No, I mean, it's stupid. It seemed to make sense the entire time they were together that they would they were teasing the turn where she yeah. wasn't really friends with her. She was dangling her along, and yeah. then all of a sudden mm-hmm. she would turn and be the monster Alexa Bliss heel that hates the crowd. That's what I wanted. But now, she's basically in a tag team that is forced to be a face because her partner can't be a heel because she's basically kind of this stupid person that just runs around, and that's her character. She's manic. She's manic. Is what, she's yeah, manic. Right. Did, did you hear her do... Um, color commentary on smackdown recently oh god yes 
This is what I honestly can't tell. And George, you're going to like this because okay. we've called a bunch of games. So, you know, a lot of times that when your production is not working or something's happening, we will a lot of time are called radio. If, if you call it play a play and you use the term, hey, that's happening offline. A lot of the time you're talking to your producer that, hey, what's going on? You're messing up. That needs corrected. It almost felt like when she was acting manic or acting stupid and just acting all over the place. There was a moment in time there where Michael Cole on air said, Hey, just calm down, calm down. Just take a breath <laughs> then talk. I could not tell whether that was him in character or whether he was being Michael Cole, the person and saying, Hey, you're not you're doing psycho. a good <laughs> job. You need to calm down before you play the role of somebody who's crazy. It almost appeared he like probably... he was, it appeared like he almost was pulling the curtain back and saying, no, please calm down. You can't convey this properly. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like to me. Um, I think they're doing it to protect her, honestly. They don't want her to get hurt, and they want to try to keep her in this as long as possible and make sure she doesn't get hurt doing this. That could be. That could and then be. they're going to start rolling her back out to single stuff is what they're okay. planning on doing. Okay. So I get it, but it sucks. When they roll her out, though, she needs to be a heel and she needs to vibe for the championship. Like, she should be on the main yes. card picture. She's yes. that good character. 100%. Not as great of a wrestler. I wasn't sure when she first won the title for on SmackDown when uh, when they went to brands again, but she proved me wrong time and time again, and she definitely is one of my favorite wrestlers that don't get a lot of mention just because of, of one of her injuries and then with um, Becky exploding and then Charlotte and um, Charlotte and Ronda being around uh, last yeah. year. So I'm really hoping for more from her. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I'm thinking Alexa and Nikki will um, win the tag win. team championships from the Kabuki Warriors since we're on them. Yeah, and the just Kabuki get, Warriors just are get Oscar and Kari apart, please. So yeah, dumb, they're man. nothing. Nobody cares about the Kabuki Warriors. Vince doesn't care about them. Triple H doesn't care about them. They don't care about each other. The wrestlers going against them doesn't don't care about them. The fans don't care about them. Nobody cares about them. They can't win. They're not going to win. They're going to keep the the Nikki Alexa Bliss championship thing going somehow or another. They probably are only going to lose the belts when maybe Alexa turns on her, which would be great because that eventually has to happen. So that's what's going to happen. Kellen, I do want to ask you, though, because you kind of reminded me of something. I always was on the Alexa, Alexa Bliss bandwagon, even before you. But do you remember the one prediction? This would have been a show that we did probably eight years ago. I mean, it's a long time ago where I was really down on this guy. And I said, it'll never work. He has no charisma. The fans will never buy him. And they ended up owning a chant that was taken over throughout all of major sports. The fans forced him to win multiple matches, have a major WrestleMania moment. The little guy, Daniel Bryan winning a championship. Do you remember when I was so down on him? I, I, I was, I, I will own that forever. Oh I, yeah. I said oh, he had no yeah. that nobody would ever, ever believe in him. It was stupid. He would never be more than anything of a mechanical wrestler. That was a mid Carter. And I, I was wrong we, on had, we had several long discussions about Mr. Brian's career. Yeah, so I was totally wrong. Um, I mean, that's one case where I let, um, you're kind of happy to be proven wrong. Cause it was entertaining to watch. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, we have a boneyard match. You guys, <laughs> <sighs> AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. George, I think that was you growling. I would yeah. like to give me your take on the dead one versus the phenomenal one. This the is dead hard. man versus the phenomenal one. 
Taker Taker wins. It's going to look bad. I hope they do something creative with it. I hope it looks like an actual cemetery. Again, I got all these ideas, but um, piles of bones everywhere. It's supposed to be a buried alive match. Correct. Yeah. Um, Which I've always loved. Yeah. So if they can actually pull that off, it's got to be Taker. And you know what? Since we're just playing around, like make it darker in there. You want to hide them, hide them behind some, you know, just like they dim the lights like you're in an actual boneyard. Like, I don't know why if there's no people in the audience, you can't play with this stuff and, and make it different one time. So I why? could see there are two matches that I think George might get a little bit of what he wants. I don't think it's going to happen. They're going to get a long package with the Edge Orton thing. You're going to get some packages <laughs> otherwise. But I think there's, and I don't think they're going to do that triple threat thing, even though it would be really cool with, with Seth, KO, and Goldberg. But I think there's a chance the, the funhouse match between Bray Wyatt and John Cena, they might have some fun with that. And they may even simply turn the lights off and make it pretty dark in there, or at least when Undertaker may. I don't know. He may, maybe it'll be like he turns the lights off or he, he choke slams AJ Styles and lights go off. And then you don't know what happens the next five minutes. Cause AJ Styles somehow kicks out and that doesn't finish it, but we don't know what's going on. They may try to hide it that way. Um, so I think you might get what you want there. I think undertaker okay. wins though, because AJ doesn't need to win this match to be put over. I mean, even being in the match with the undertaker puts you over cause you're going to be the better wrestler. He's in his prime. It's a big moment for him. He probably doesn't even want to win. And I don't think they're going to have the undertaker lose anymore. He's lost to Lesnar to lose the streak. He lost the Roman reigns as well, which everyone forgets about. He can't lose to AJ styles. Not, not memorable. No, but he can't lose to AJ as well. Like he can't have three losses now to a guy that's much that's smaller than him. I don't see that. So he's going to win, but it won't be a good match unless they turn the lights off or do something gimmicky. Yeah. Well, it sucks. Um, for AJ, I got to say, if, if AJ got to face Undertaker ten years ago when AJ was was no, in TNA, five years ago, even five, that would have been a great match. Yeah, it sucks for AJ. It's to crazy. How Taker's deteriorated right before our eyes, just because he doesn't have sense enough to leave. Um, I, I got Taker. I kind of hate AJ Styles for first time since he's been on the main roster. I hate the OC gimmick. I like here AJ, hate, but I hate I hate the OC, OC gimmick. I hate yeah. a gallows face paint. I think it's stupid. It just I makes just me mad every time I look the at damn it. Club like the OC. It's a damn soap opera from ten years ago. I, you know, Mike, Mike is Mike is correct. I think of Orange County every time. Every time I see it. <laughs> it could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine selling merchandise and wearing an OC T-shirt around? Your older brother is going to say, "Hey, no, I watched the show called the OC. Like, what the hell is your OC T-shirt for wrestling?" No, it doesn't work. I think I think of the I think of the I think of the OC every time I see the OC in wrestling and. Everybody knows they called themselves the Bullet Club. I know he doesn't want to do Bullet Club. I know he doesn't want to have Finn Balor in there all the time to make my major stable. So, okay, just call him the damn club. Just have it be club, the club. You don't need to say OC and that stands for original club or whatever you want to say it stands for. No, it's no good. It sounds like the TV show. Just say it's the club. God, it's not that hard. It really yeah. isn't. It's really like, not hard. Or, like... AJ's wonderful. The injury kind of slowed down his momentum a month, a couple months ago. But just every time I see him with those two goofballs, and I like Anderson and Gallows, but I just hate that this is how they're all put back well, why together. Do you, AJ deserves why do you to lose, hate, man. But why do you hate? He's going to lose. But why do you hate AJ with two goons in a three-man stable where he's the heel, but you don't hate Seth Rollins 
with the AOP, and I know and, Buddy and Murphy. Seth Rollins thing well. is dumb, just, but it's the same damn thing. I mean, are we not? Is. Okay, at well, least it's the same damn thing. Let me let me explain. Um, it's probably both because EOs, both goons is the same thing. They're they're not using Anderson and Gallows correctly with AJ and. Okay. Like it's one thing to have goons that execute, and then it's one thing to have goons who are total goofballs. That's what he has, pretty much. Yeah. Like, right. didn't Anderson lose to somebody he shouldn't have lost to a few weeks ago? Yeah, and um, it made AJ mad. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it was like you, Anderson They're almost teasing this AJ, dude and, like make them, them look weak. I oh be yeah, all the time. On, I wouldn't be surprised if the way that they hide Undertaker is they those two turn on AJ Styles, and and that's how Undertaker wins. Right. Because they're they're, they're um, teasing that because he's being really mean to them. The only reason I like Seth so much is because he's pretty much doing the straight edge society gimmick and mm-hmm. pulling it off almost as capably as Punk did. Yeah, but the only way um, this is going to work is if we get Punk to come back at some point, which is rumored in the two of them feud. That's the only way this would be. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Have y'all heard the news? No, this, this isn't good news. <laughs> Well, I don't want to swerve Apparently, on interference without a fan, without fans there, Kellen. I don't. I already said that an hour ago. I don't no, want... no, no, no. It's, it's, it's <laughs> okay. not that kind of news. Okay. This is news that apparently Alberto Del Rio and CM Punk both reached out to WWE with their agents to make some <clears throat> kind of contact to come back. I heard and no. Vince adamantly said no to both of them. Ooh. See, I heard rumors that they're that that's Punk, a rumor. Well, see, oh, I mean, okay, I believe you. I just, I've heard, I heard a rumor that Punk maybe the door is open just because of his. I know he's getting paid by Fox and not WWE, but he's talking so much WWE that it, the fans are getting confused. And I could see that Vince could open up the door just because of the confusion with the fans. And he always he brought the Ultimate Warrior back. I mean, he didn't know he was going to die soon. He brought him back thinking he was going to be a he was you know given an olive branch. He brings everybody back. He always gets what he wants. He even got Sting there eventually. Mm. I wouldn't. I'm never going to discount Punk coming back. And if he does, it'll be against Seth. I think there's a higher likelihood of Punk than Del Rio, which is crazy to say because Punk left in even worse circumstances. But they oh, both yeah. should be. They're, they're both good characters and they're both good heels. But somehow Punk will come back as a face, though, if he ends up going against Seth. Which doesn't bother me at all. No, I know you like and, face. Any punk. thoughts on that? Uh, any thoughts on that, Gerbo? I'd like to see Punk, yeah, back in some kind of capacity thing. Even more or so. He's than not this, getting his ass kicked. Yeah, this backstage <laughs> thing. I think people would be receptive to it. And personally, I think it shows how either a they've just given bad pushes and promos to these no-name jabroni people that nobody cares about that they like literally raw's unwatchable i mean everybody's on on smackdown uh anybody that i care about and it's not worth tuning into raw until like 9 45 just to see if you get something at the top of the hour at 10 um it's just you know it's the so-and-so that nobody gives a shit and nobody's heard of them before <laughs> like it's just yet they still stupid. even with fox they still treat raw as the a show i mean the, the b show's better smackdown's better but they still put the there's still more of an emphasis on raw i don't know i don't i mean if you, you stuck cole on on there you put all your theoretically quote-unquote big superstars in roman and 
uh, it's hell, Charlotte and Becky just go back and forth these days. They just move the women around as they see fit. You're also so, going to get mm-hmm. better ratings on Monday versus Friday. That's also part of it. That, that's 100% true, yeah. Yep. That's also part of it and why we actually talked on the HBS when, when the, uh, the Fox deal that I, I love the Fox deal with, with WWE. That makes perfect sense. It's great. I think SmackDown has been a better show for a long time and now they have some stars over there. That's great. But they should have tried to put that show still on Thursday or even I know they didn't want to do back to back days and have it on Tuesday anymore. But and I know the NFL is on Thursday, but those NFL Thursday night games aren't good. They haven't been good for two years. Go put your product back on Thursday. Get the ratings over the NFL because their games aren't good. And then you don't have to worry about Friday because Friday is just a bad day. I, I just feel like it as long really as, is as long as it's Friday or Tuesday, it's the B show. That's period. Um, yeah, I hate SmackDown on Fridays. I, I have to remind myself. I have to force myself to turn on like Raw is easy. It's. It's like, okay, uh, kids in bed, uh, Raw's on, let me turn on. And Friday nights, I'm like, like, oh, man, SmackDown's on. And I like SmackDown. And it's just like, I have, I have to turn on SmackDown. It's just so much more difficult for me on that I, night. I, watch, I, I watch prefer Smackdown. Tuesday per, per, perfectly. I just watch the recording on SmackDown. I never watch it live. I, I have YouTube TV. Yeah, I, watch, yeah. I, watch the, I have it in my library, and I watch Same. the recording of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I watch Raw a lot of the time live without Monday Night Football. I watch it live, but I don't watch SmackDown live. Same. You're a better man than me because I'm most of the time watching replays of both of them nowadays. Well, okay. Especially since everything went slow. Well, nowadays I don't want to watch either one of them, but you don't want to get me started on that again. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you won't get a crowd in there. I'm not with either one of the programs. We're trying trying to keep the people uh keep the people interested in the show, Mike, is what we're trying I, I, to do. I, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, it's getting kind of rough here. We're 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 looking literally at a Wikipedia match card and picking people. <laughs> um, so speaking of which, let let's move on to some of the easier matches so we can knock those out. Uh, Sami Zayn with Cesaro and Nakamura versus Daniel Bryan with Drew Gulak for the IC title. Who do you got, guys? Somehow Daniel Is Bryan's going to leave with the belt. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not, and, I, and, and I would love, and I would love if Sami Zayn had that thing forever because he's a he's a great character. I love him as a heel. I loved it when him and Kevin Owens were together. That was freaking fun. I sometimes still watch those clips when they were just jumping up and down, saying "Yep" instead of "Yes." That was oh, yeah. amazing. When the two of them just basically went crazy, it was literally George. I don't know how you didn't love that because it was there was really no script. It was in the middle of a show. All of a sudden, one of their music would hit. You would see the other one coming with them out of the crowd. The two of them would be there, and all of a sudden, they're just beating everybody up, powerbombing into tables, saying <laughs> "Yep," and they would leave. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> um, and you know they had fun. It was it. nuts. You know they had fun doing it. Um, I like them. That's like one of the few times where I like them together better than feuding. I really love them together. But I feel like they're not going to keep Sami Zayn as anything relevant, even though they should, and Danny Bryan's going to win. Well, that's because they. it's the same thing as they've got, A, they have too many wrestlers, they have too much talent, and B, they don't know what the hell to do with them. So you've right. already got AOP or whatever the hell they're Everyone's doing. in a stable because they got to be thrown together. Because, because you, yeah, because you can't book them individually and nobody knows who the hell they are. Now, people have heard of Shisaro and Shinsuke. I like Shinsuke. They've, they've ruined him now at this point. Yeah, he doesn't need to be in there. He's a lackey to Sami Zayn. Nice, they don't do you know, it gave him this sense. nice big push and was interesting. <laughs> it was different and, you know, everything else. And now it's just like, hey, we're goofy and wacky. And like, you know, 
Cesaro doesn't make any sense anymore without Sheamus. Like that made sense, but so it's just like, look, there's three of us, and then next thing you know, Sami Zayn will be coming out with Kevin Owens in three months. Like that's it's so dumb. So that's why Daniel Bryan's going to leave with the belt because that thing is dumb and it doesn't make any sense. The entire feud makes no sense, and the I will explain it to you though. The reason why. Cesaro is with Sami Zayn is because even though they don't want to promote Sami Zayn, they know he can talk and has charisma and Cesaro they've given up on. Yeah. Now that's flat out what it is. They have a paycheck. They have to pay. They have a contract with the man years ago, punk and everybody was fighting for him saying, you got to try with this guy. He has so much promise. I never bought it then. And I was Mm -hmm. wrong about Daniel Bryan, but I'm right about Cesaro. They've given up on him. So he's just going to be someone's bodyguard. That's fine. So, um, Nakamura makes no sense, though, because he was originally the IC champion where Sami Zayn was just talking for him and Cesaro was the bodyguard. That at least makes some sense, even though it Mm -hmm. sucks. But now for him to be the lackey who just stands there while the guy that was his manager has the championship makes even less fucking sense. (laughs) It looks so stupid. It looks so stupid. And I never swear on these things, but that that, you're getting me fired up. Oh, man. Um. I think Sammy's going to retain only I because wow. I don't I don't see any point in Brian winning an IC title again. If they want to do it, they can do it at another pay per view and it'll be perfectly fine. Um, I Where's think the point of Sammy's winning. Uh, I think Daniel's just going to want to put him over. I don't I don't think Daniel's going to want to. But there's like, no if they're like, oh, you're going to beat Sammy. What are they going to do? Well, I don't two? like. Uh, oh. What are they going to do in two months with Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan? Who are they wrestling in two months? Or are they both just toiling around in the stupid feud with six other guys that make no sense? They're toiling around in the stupid feud with six other guys. Sami, Sami, Cesaro, and Bryan is literally saying against the OC. Okay. That's the next part. That's that's the next yeah. phase. Daniel the Bryan is with them. that's the goofy feud. That's the goofy stable. They should be in there. Literally saying. Daniel Bryan's like Drew Gulak is making me a better wrestler or something right now. Like he and he's my wrestling guru. Is that kind of what the storyline is? Am I understanding I that Daniel, right? I would think Brian Danielson has to be so pissed. I would think so too because this is stupid. Like after coming off, maybe of the this is Earth why he's having marriage run and, this, when I, when Maybe this is why he's having marriage problems. And Bree says he's having does. a. I know they're having a baby, but she said in the one of the the previews I saw that she wishes she had a better relationship with her husband. Oh, goodness. You know that's all a work. I'm just joking, but my point is that I'm joking, but he, he... he needs to be. I would think that he would be upset because he's always talks about he cares about the story more than the money. Is he a hypocrite or is that true? Uh, I think he's a bit of a hypocrite now because he's got mouths to feed. Man. I know because he seems like a perfect AEW guy that he would trust Cody. Cody loves him. He would definitely get right into all those wrestling feuds. If he, there's a lot of like him and Dolph and a few others, they fit into the AEW. It's clearly going to be number two to WWE, but if they really care about the storyline and they're never going to be in the main event picture again at WWE, then if I were them and this was the nineties, that type of mentality would jump ship, not care about the money. And they would make themselves like, for example, you know who did that? Christian. Yeah. Christian yes, didn't did. get a chance at the main event. He always was Edge's lackey. He always was number two to Edge. Edge was getting pushed for the main event picture, not Christian. So Christian took less money, jumped to TNA, which made no sense really because he wasn't a major 
product and it never became that, but he won the major championship. He was able to be an NWA world champion multiple times over. And that probably is going to get him into the hall of fame because that was the best run of his career. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's a TNA hall of famer because of it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'd like that to happen. Yeah. I'm not going to leave. Cause yeah, there's more babies coming I, out. Dolph doesn't I have any babies. Just don't understand Why can't he jump ship? What does he do? He really needs to do stand-up comedy. That's really what he cares about. <laughs> he has no babies. I think he does. Okay, he's single. All right. Spe- speaking of babies, uh, how about King Corbin versus Elias, guys? God, that sucks too. Yeah, so and, I and I, so stupid. I don't want to swear again, but King Corbin, I love as a heel. Like you everyone hates him. He wants it. The Barack Obama Pro World's Greatest okay. Podcast. I feel like Ob- I feel like Obama's <laughs> probably pissed too. He's probably watching the card, thinking, "Oh man, this sucks too." Yeah, this um, is jackass. Yeah. yeah, I think Obama would agree with me on these takes. But <laughs> I, I love, and I, I'm just gonna guess that George probably doesn't. But I, I, the King Corbin character is perfect heel. Like people who hate him, I see people complaining all over social media. Why is this always this guy always in these these main event matches or with these guys that doesn't fit? You hate him so much because he's so good at being a heel and being hated. The problem is when he's in this feud with Elias, who really is not ever being pushed, then it diminishes him. Then it sucks. Like good. I like he's yeah. uninteresting. He doesn't belong on the mic. He's yeah he's a good heel, but I, I mean, I'm 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 okay with a heel if the heel's at least half-ass interesting, and this guy ain't. Um, he doesn't have to be good on the mic to be a strong heel, though. George. First, he, first Brad he's Hart wearing a first he's mic. wearing a dress shirt, then he's out there wearing a tank top. <laughs> now we're gonna put this Burger King crown on him and bring him out on a chair. <laughs> like it just doesn't. He had he used to have hair. Like it, they, they've done six ways the to Sunday weekend. None of it, none of it is suck. interesting. I will say the 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 TJ Friday the TGI Friday's uniform was not was not something that he should have been wearing. That's uh, he wrestled in it. it was stupid. I know he wrestled in it for like two years. That that was awful. But I think the overall <laughs> persona of him being a heel works. He is a hated heel. Oh He's sure, yeah. Player. But just like all these people, just they suck on the mic. It's just at ninety percent, especially these last two fake shows. Uh, with nobody there where they're just, you know, half of it's just um, on the mic. I just went to Snapchat and watched the recap and it's just people staring into, into cameras talking but, and none of them are good at it. Like we, we could do our own WrestleMania promos guys. Just I mean, stare I at our phones that, and talk about each wanna, other. They want to, oh, I, could, I could definitely cut a better promo Mike, than half the rest out there. Yes, correct. I mean, just it, it should the mic stuff should be treated at, at least with the same weight as their athletic ability. None of them are unathletic. Obviously, they've made it through the ranks to get to this point. Just they they suck as performers. They do, but George, I, I, I gotta make this clear. And you mentioned that you watch these shows without a crowd, and you're saying that they're worse. They're gonna be worse because this is why I don't like the shows without a, without a crowd. Two things: when you don't have a crowd there, <laughs> the fifth time you're gone to it. If you if you don't, I'm sorry. Nobody's listening to two hours of this anyway. At this we point, get it. We get it enough. <laughs> but it's because it it accentuates what you're saying. If there was a crowd there, you wouldn't have it be as big of a thing. That's what I'm saying. That's true. So if you basically, if you give me an example that's not without a crowd, I wouldn't have to bring it up. But if you're going to bring up the no crowd example, that's because there's not a crowd there. Like, did you think he was bad on the mic a year ago when there was a crowd? He's, yes. he's been bad on the mic the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> just, 
I don't but know why bad, they love this. I mean, he's guy. not that great on the mic, but I mean, there's. I he's feel like not that good of a wrestler. He don't even look like a like just you know if you want a king like just, just they could play up the king. No, he's still wearing black pants, and they stuck a Burger King crown on him. Like that's yeah. That's I mean, they the could have done the, they could do the King Booker thing when he actually had a robe. Bobby Roode or whatever the hell he's going by nowadays looks more like a king when he comes out than than Corbin does. Bobby Roode's somebody else that I wish they would do more with, but oh well. Oh, been down that road before, and we 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 kind of know it's not going to happen now. Like when he got the main roster, it's like maybe, and then as soon as we got our hopes up, it's like no. It almost oh. appeared like he was trying to get with Charlotte in real life for a while, and then once that didn't happen, he was off the picture. <laughs> it never hurts to try. I mean, he was shooting his way shot. to the top. You could see when they were doing the the intergender tag team and that that SmackDown thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way he they yeah, the way where they were yeah. filming that he was shooting her some looks like he was he was shooting his shot, but I don't I think he missed. Speaking of shooting shots, how about Otis versus Dolph Ziggler? God, this <laughs> God, I want to apologize to Dolph Ziggler. He, Michael Cole had a singles match with a Hall of Famer. And Dolph Ziggler's first ever WrestleMania singles match, or really singles match, because Mandy Rose doesn't really count, is with this clown that shouldn't even be there. I hate his I, character. I'm, I'm taking Elias in the last match, by the way. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, yeah. I'm you don't like yeah. Otis? <laughs> no, I'm taking King Corbin, and no, I don't like Otis. No. Oh, the whole Why thing. don't you like Otis? He's a buffoon. Yeah, he's a buffoon. That's stupid, oh. too. Yeah. Why is he buffoon, man? He's fun to watch, man. He was good nah, in Elimination the Chamber. gimmick's old, man. I, the buffoon gimmick's easy to do. You can, oh, anyone okay, can be a gimmick is Okay, the gimmick is old, but his in-ring work is what we're talking about here. But do I not can't like... even get to the in-ring work because his storyline's so stupid. Yeah. He's, he's what? <laughs> well, he's a, he's okay, a construction well. worker or something? And I mean, here's, I can, I'll tell you why it's dumb. I'm going to paint the whole picture for you. <laughs> clearly, clearly, he's Yeah, I'm painting a paintbrush with a paintbrush here. I'm Bob Ross or whoever. He he's in love with Mandy Rose. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's the superstar athlete that gets all the girls. He's gonna rub it in his face. Dolph Ziggler's gonna win. Otis is gonna be crying. He's gonna be left a crying, you know, sulky, you know, kid that doesn't get any girls. Mandy Rose is gonna go with Dolph Ziggler, and then they're gonna drop it because they realize it sucks. Mandy's gonna switch over to Otis, and Otis is gonna win. This is an easy feel good WrestleMania moment. That's Maybe. what's going to happen. Probably That's what's going to happen. That She's going to leave Dolph for Otis mid-match. Otis will win. End the feud. It's over. And, and Dolph is I'm once Dolph again left up out the, the next day. Like, I'm tweeting Cody Rhodes like during the match as it's on. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it and tag me in it, please. Okay. And no, I'll I mean, retweet I mean, if I'm, if I'm Dolph, Dolph should do it. I'm not saying I will. Dolph, although Cody Rhodes oh, actually please. responds on Twitter, by the way. So you could do that, and he will respond. Well, He's very I'm active. telling you, just go ahead and add him. All right. Add him on Twitter. I'll add him. Be like, hey, get Dolph after he loses this match to Otis on Sunday. <laughs> so Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> and Otis. That's It'll so ridiculous. Match. Lose I, the, my, I got my, Otis winning. One of my favorite promos is when KO was going get, was in that that very brief feud with Dolph when Dolph was trying to get the belt off of uh, Kofi and then was was feuding with KO and KO came out and said um, I know it's never you it's, it's you now it's never you it shouldn't have been you before it kind of was you 10 years ago but it really wasn't and it's never going to be again like that's basically Dolph's career <laughs> <laughs> he was like a was fake a champion that doesn't even exist anymore the belt's gone they don't even recognize him as a former world champion anymore and now he's in these mid-card two-time yes. world champion by the way yeah Otis. Uh, uh, George, I guess you're pulling for Dolph. 
Yes. Yeah. They, <laughs> as, as Mike said earlier, I, to, I again, I, I there's two things I'm, I, I go for that, that I enjoy watching athleticism and entertainment. And they have seemed to have just screwed both of those and they don't care about them anymore. Like I, I Finn, Finn, this nobody cares about this now because they both have had. But like Finn Balor versus Ricochet, just to see those guys going crazy high flying. It's entertaining to me. Um it's entertaining from an athletic standpoint. Dolph Ziggler is an entertaining wrestler. He's got the right. charisma. He's 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 got he's he had that you know. He's good on the mic, by the way. He, he's great on the mic. Yeah, he's real. I love Dolph. And it's just like and he's he literally the, he's literally Shawn Michaels. It's just they yeah. won't do anything with him. He had the Money in the Bank moment, yeah. and it's just like he's just been in kind of a wonderland ever since AJ left the company. Oh, so. I mean, I have a whole article about how much I love Dolph out there on the internet still. So I, I agree with all these things. It just is what it is now. Like I just given up hope that Dolph Ziggler will ever be of value Mm -hmm. after Ambrose ran through him in like less than 10 minutes, SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. What was that? Four years ago. I gave up. I'm like, this is over. He's never, ever going to get a real shot. Yeah. And it just is what it is, man. Cause I love Dolph. Uh, let's jump to some tag team stuff. So we're going to assume the Miz is going to be there. So we have Miz and Morrison champs mm-hmm. versus the New Day and the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship in a triple threat empty arena ladder match. There's two <laughs> options. One, option okay. one, Miz and Morrison just win because they're, they're heels. And it, I know that they want to have face wins or win at WrestleMania, but they, I feel like they can have, they have more legs to go f- further in the future. The one team... And we talked about this last year, and it didn't happen because Kofi ended up winning the belt and setting the history that he said. I do remember we actually discussed this last year. The New Day needs broken up, man. I'm done. I I love the New Day. Like when I worked at WPXI in Pittsburgh, a TV station there, myself and and a few friends who were no longer there as well, we would randomly in the middle of the the station just start clapping. And nobody would know what we're doing, but we were doing the New Day thing. I mean, it was (laughs) – yeah, you can picture, you can probably picture this. We were we were very disrupting, um, but the new day was awesome. They they had something that was crappy initially that nobody believed in. That was almost this choir Bible thumping thing that just didn't seem to work on TV. And then they turned it into the new day, which is awesome. I I think they did wonders with it. But I think we're now at a point where clearly Kofi was able to, to get to where he wanted to be. And Kofi was able to have a legacy. That's probably going to get him to the hall of fame someday. I think now you need to have Biggie turn on Kofi or Biggie turn in some way. Biggie was, was flirting with, with being at least a mid Carter years ago. Now he's just in this group. They gave him an IC belt reign for a while. I'd like to get more out of Big E and either have the Miz and Morrison win or, even if they do win, I'd have Big E turn and maybe that lead to something for Big E, at least as a single. It would suck for Kofi because it would probably bury him. But I think Big E deserves more. And that New Day just has to break up at some point. It, it, I feel like they've now burned it out that if they break up briefly and get back together in a year, everyone will get excited. But staying together now, they're just going to be floundering. Mm. George? Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's kind of it feels like it's run its course a little bit. Like it was again. This is the concept that told you they came out and they were throwing pancakes, you know, into the into great. the. It's like uh, Orlando. Your WWE for- champion was throwing was throwing pancakes for most of last year. He was yeah. still throwing pancakes was still and not being pancakes. taken seriously as a champ. Let him 
They let him have the Norton feud. Yeah, but Kellen, he had the belt for a long time. You have to at least that it, he had it for much longer than any of us thought he was going to have it. Oh, he had he had a great run with the belt. I'm not mad at how long it went. The only thing I'm mad at is that it ended in five minutes, right, less than a it, no, it ended in less time than it took for a gif on Twitter. Is how long it took, and he didn't even get a chance end. to get it back. They basically just and were like, never got now. a chance to get it back. Yeah, and he's like, okay, Vince, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I'm past the new the due day, Mister Window Man. Like the new with Xavier getting hurt last. Well, when he get hurt, he got hurt like probably like last fall or, or summer or something like that. Yeah. So I think if they were going to go with the new day, implodes plot. It would have had to be all three of them. It would have had to be with the belt. Um, it was a perfect time to do it. Maybe they could do it on a smaller scale with the IC title or U.S. championship. But I definitely think that they all kind of need something fresh. Um, but they're never going to break up the New Day at this point. There's no reason to. They still sell merch. The crowds love them. And the New Day will continue as long as the three of them want to be together because they love working together as a thing. Yeah. No, they so, do. You're, you're right, merch-wise, that it's going to help them, too. They're going to make more money if they can't be main eventers. Why not make tons of money? But I, what they should have done is what you're saying. What they should have done is they should have gave Kofi the moment to be the first legit African-American WWE champion. That had to happen. Mm-hmm. It did happen. And then the, either the next night on Raw or – Maybe a week or so later at some point, and I'm not saying switch the belt off, but you have Biggie turn on Kofi and then say, I'm better than you. Why did I pu- push you over? I should have been the first black WWE champion. It shouldn't have been you. And then they could have feuded for a few months. That would have been the time to do yes. They missed it. They, they definitely missed their opportunity. And the Usos have just come back from their hiatus. I hate, I hate, the, after... I hate the Usos. I don't know oh. why. I just don't. I don't like the Usos. I'm not with them. I uh, love the Usos now. I, I hated Usos. the old Usos. Yeah. The old I've Usos never, were never great to watch, but I hated their gimmick. I've never um, been a new um, I'm not, not, not a Uso guy. I feel like they're trying yeah. too hard for this. I feel like they're just like, I don't know, not a Uso guy. They were the highlight of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view was their um, Elimination Chamber match between those uh, six teams, man. I love that match. Yeah. I thought it was incredible all the way through. I, I thought it was <laughs> I just thought it was great. Um, if I gotta pick one, I'm saying Miz and Morrison though, because why not keep them together? Morrison just came back a few months ago. Right. Keep it on them and then let them keep their momentum and it's not gonna hurt the new day or who says it all. Um and really they're not gonna give the new day a feel good moment unless for some reason Xavier can hobble his ass down in the ring. I don't know where he's at <laughs> from his Achilles injury. And right. then the Usos again, uh, it'll be nice. But again, are the Usos? Usos don't even are they? They don't they're not even heels and faces. They're just the Usos now. Just yeah, so they can just do whatever they <laughs> want. Yeah, so, and they, uh, they, they, they randomly help Roman Reigns out occasionally, but that's basically it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I'm thinking too. So George, did you pick someone? I like I like the Usos here. Just 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 why not? <laughs> oh, God, why not? Just, so title reign, God. They're also, <laughs> this is also maybe why I don't like them. And here's why I don't like them. This is probably simple. They're the only they're the only tag team that just can't they they just can't do anything away from each other. They like would only work together. Yeah. So I hate You're that right. because 
with tag teams, it's great to have them work together well, and then eventually you want one to turn on the other so they can have a single run and then get back together, and you can have it have legs for years. <laughs> it doesn't work with you, so it's because they're both just tag team. Neither one of them can do it singles-wise. I don't know. I don't. They're just a tag team. That's just it. They, they yeah. just exist. Yeah. Exist, yeah. Speaking of tag teams, <laughs> this is this is an easy, an yeah. easy answer from both of you guys and myself. Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Go ahead. Profits. Charles. Profits. Yeah. I, I, I they're gonna profits. somehow they're going to misuse them somehow too. Like they got a good thing going. The crowds again, no crowds here, but the crowd, when there's a crowd seems to like them. Um, but I think that, uh, somehow they're going to either ruin them or, you know, kind of turn them into caricatures or something like that. So yeah, they're going to be the yeah. next. Episodes, but yeah. You know, George, um, uh, maybe the fact that there's no crowd will affect some of the wrestlers. I don't know if you've heard about this a few times, but <laughs> yeah, you know, may, it's gonna maybe affect- it's going to hurt. A couple of things. It's gonna hurt. He's gonna hurt. He's gonna Sunday. make it worse. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Smart guy must. Just want to make sure he pointed out. Somebody <laughs> said that. I'm trying to save the good matches for last. So the last bad match that I have is Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley with Lana. The married Bobby they're Lashley and Lana, as far as I know, like, they're still married. Yeah. I feel like Alistair Black's gonna win because they're gonna find they're gonna maybe push him a little bit. I don't they, know. The match sucks. They gave like Alistair Black this kind of weird quasi push, I guess. And then it's just like, for what? This? Like, just get by, just pay Bobby Lashley to leave the company. I'm sick of Bobby Lashley. <laughs> just, I don't even, but unlike Dolph Ziggler, I don't even think he fits in AEW. He just sucks. He just, yeah. He doesn't work in AEW either because you actually got to be able to wrestle there. The only time he was good was in TNA, man. And, was, and was that okay was very, he was okay. And yeah. that was, that was really uh I'm not I'm not trying to give him too much credit. Um the stuff he did early on at WWE was kind of fun, but obviously he could never hold his own and then he ended up leaving the company anyway. Um and then I kinda liked them when they had him paired with uh who's the little guy that was running Leo oh, Rush. Uh, um oh god. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't like that. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. I thought it worked for him a little bit. I like Rush mostly, but then they they took away that away when Rush got in trouble about one more pay last year, and then he ended up getting it anyway after they took him off TV for a few months. Well, Rush ended up um, being in the ring more than Bobby Lashley during that for a while. Before yeah. that happened, he was bumping away. It was true. a lot of Leo Rush, and he was just he just too weirdly built against Bobby Lashley. Like it's he's too how, skinny how to be Bobby Lashley. Yeah. yeah. You're not, you're not wrong there. All right, so I have two good matches left, guys. I, I left these just for y'all, so we got to get our energy up, okay? There we go. Mike. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, George. That is the best one. Yeah. I, hmm. I, think the, I think the way to do it is to put Owens over and then keep it rolling between them because it actually is – something and the crazy part is like there's nothing it's, this is the rare moment in the company where they've got two guys who 
obviously have held belts at different points in time, but like the, it's not a championship match and they can also kind of hold their own uh, at the top of a raw um, on a, on a weekly basis. So I, I'm excited to see what they kind of do with this. I think Owens will come out on top just to kind of keep it rolling. Um, mm-hmm. And then somehow it, it pivots back to Rollins, but again, nothing's at stake here. So I don't think there's anything wrong with, with putting Owens on top here. I think Owens has to win just because he's been it's for months now. Rollins has been getting the better of him in this feud because he's a heel and has so many people with him. So I think now you have to have Owens win to keep it going, or else it'll just be stupid. It'll just be continuously getting, you know, shafted by Rollins and this group, and then he'll make fun of it on TV and his promos, which are amazing. But I think Owens wins this, although I wouldn't be shocked with either result. And I do think there's a chance that Owens wins this and maybe Rollins beats him up after or something happens to continue this. Although it's weird that I believe that because these two guys are better than this feud. I feel like one of them or both need to pivot back in the main event title picture, especially with Goldberg leaving and Lesnar going up probably off TV for a while. They both might need to pivot, especially Rollins. Like Helen was saying, Rollins might end up with the belt, the universal belt after the fake raw without a crowd. So depends on what all's going on there. But I think Owens wins this match. But it could very well be that happened when Rollins won the belt the first time when he had the money in the bank, that he loses his, his match and then ends up winning it later on. Uh, he might end up leaving Monday with the with the universal belt, but still losing this match. Um, I'm kind of excited to see what they do on Raw now that we've been talking about that, especially <laughs> if we're expecting this to be the last wrestling we get. But apparently NXT is still happening on Wednesday, so there's that. <laughs> Because uh, Tommaso See, and Gargano are, are fighting. <laughs> but, I mean, that's already been taped, too. So right. um, they're airing it, at least, on Wednesday. Um, I, I got to go with my man, KO. He deserves his WrestleMania moment. I don't think he's ever won a WrestleMania. Um, this is KO Mania. What is it, four? He's been running around saying. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, like, if there's anybody in the company who I love more since he's gotten there and pulled four more, it's definitely Owens. And I was real sad I couldn't I couldn't fully support his first run with the Universal Championship because it was like I like it, but I know this is kind of like forced on him because Finn got hurt right. and I don't think he's quite ready yet. And he was at times, but he wasn't really because obviously they fed him the Goldberg so that they could have Brock and Goldberg go at it for the strap. But um, I'm going to go with KO. Do the triple threat match that George brought up. You can tie all that in. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I like it. it, it, They're not that smart. They don't listen to creative people. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I got KO winning. uh, And then um, I wouldn't be surprised if Seth has some kind of good fortune fall fall for him over the weekend. Like we've been talking about, at least by the end of Raw Monday. All right, the final one I got, I think. Let me just double check. I think we've covered everything other than this. The returning rated R superstar versus the Viper, the legend killer, Randy Orton in a last man standing match. Osti. 
Obviously, I love this match. This is still going to be my favorite match, even without a crowd. I think Edge has to clearly win. He's going to get retribution. And Orton's a, such a great heel and playing the part so well that he doesn't have to win. He doesn't have to win to stay a heel. Um, this is what Orton does very, very well. He's going to steal the show. He's going to be the best in the match. I do think he's actually better than Edge, even though Edge is great. And he's probably going to lose. Edge will win. But it won't matter. This match will just be known for just being a kick-ass match and a feud that made sense from 10 years that it, it's almost unfortunate they have to throw it into this WrestleMania, but I think Edge will win this one. It'll be maybe one of the better matches in the show. I think these two can get it done even without a crowd, even though it's harder. Um, but I just love heel Randy Orton so damn much. Mm-hmm. So do I, man. Orton's I my love favorite. when he punts people in the head. Yeah. What's the best overall performer potentially in the history of pro- you ever hear Eric Bischoff in his podcast has actually said the sentence that Randy Orton in his mind is one of the best overall in terms of on the mic character wise, mm-hmm. legacy wise, be able to have a long standing career and actually athleticism overall. He might be literally the best ever. Like he his wrestling is on point. He cares yeah. about the craft. He, he doesn't botch, you know, it's yeah, it's the whole package. And the only difference with the reason why, I mean, obviously Shawn Michaels usually gets that label at least uh, as an in-ring, but Randy Orton is one of those guys. It's like a lot of center fielders in baseball over our lifetime. Uh, oh, even, you know, Griffey, Torrey Hunter, whoever, Andrew Jones, they made a lot of great catches and won a lot of gold gloves. But a lot of those were catches that somebody like my grandfather always would say growing up that, yeah, that was a fantastic catch that he made, but Joe DiMaggio didn't make fantastic catches because he actually timed the ball properly. Like he actually timed the ball right and he actually knew where it was going to be before it got there. Randy Orton is just so methodical and so perfect that he's not going to wow you and have these fantastic moves that'll stop the show like maybe Shawn Michaels would. But it's because he's never messing up. Like he is just literally textbook perfect at everything he does. So it's going to almost look more dangerous. You're going to take him for granted. I almost feel like he's taken for granted a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy they've given him kind of a a more response more of a spotlight because they've, they've shunted him um, over the last couple of years and now finally coming back in into view. Um, he's one of those guys that never needs the belt, but he always can have the belt and he always, and anytime he's in a match, it's always a better match and a better promoted match. And and again, Mm -hmm. like with, with, yeah, you need him. He doesn't need to have the belt and you need him at the top of the card because he can still deliver something for you, whether it's, as an adversary, whether it's name recognition, whether it's on the mic, um, whether it's a sneak attack, uh, whatever it is, he can do that. Whereas these other guys, like they've, you got, they got to go over the top. Where Orton just naturally gives you that and enhances everybody around him. Uh, yeah, I've loved Randy for years. I already said that once. Um, this is going to be a hell of a match. This is probably the match that at this point I'm looking forward to the most. Just because I know what these two can do, and it doesn't matter that the arena's empty, they're gonna put their heart and soul into this match, and it's gonna be incredible. Um, I got Edge winning too, only because of the nostalgia factors. His first match back, yeah, him coming back. Um, give him his, yeah. Like if Randy wins, he I wouldn't be mad. Picked, but I bet he even picked to work with Randy because Christian's not there. Oh, hell yeah, this he had to come back, and they ran. He has to win. I that'd be insane if he doesn't win. Yeah, if he doesn't, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so I, I got Randy too, man. This is going to be my match of the night for sure. Um, probably be a Sunday night match and probably a headlining match, honestly. Mm. Like, I don't see how you can't 
put these two on, especially with having the Edge being his first name back, and that's going to pull in a lot of older fans or yeah. um, fan people don't watch anymore. And then you got Randy, who's been consistent with the product since 2002. Um, it's it's just going to be a really good spot for both of them, and it's it's really going to be the thing that will put eyes on WrestleMania. Um, once it's happening, so yeah, Edge is going to kick out of I'm the RKO. I bet you there's an RKO and Edge somehow kicks out, and it's going to shock oh, easily, easily, and and Randy will kick out of a spear. <laughs> yeah, and but I bet it, I bet it, all uh, they're going to pull out all this drops. I bet towards the end of the finish, though, they're both going to kick out, but I bet towards the end of the finish, Randy would deliver an RKO. Everyone will think, oh, my God, Randy's going to win. How could he possibly win this on Edge's return? And then somehow Edge will kick out of an RKO, which will be crazy because he left with a neck injury. Like, I feel like well, I won't have to kick out because it's last man standing. He'll just have to beat the 10 count. Just, so. have, to be, just have to get up. Yeah, yeah, right. That, yeah. yeah. He just he just won't lose to that. I guess is a better way of putting it. But I think I feel like I would right. be that because Randy's finishing move plays into so much of Edge's what was a career-ending injury. I mean, it almost couldn't work better for this to be his return match and return feud. Um, and I still have Edge's theme song stuck in my head since he returned at the Rumble. Yeah, and funny thing, like just uh, three think- days ago was the eighth anniversary of Edge going into the Hall of Fame, and now he's wrestling again. Well, I will say, as much as I love Edge, that was that was ridiculous. I mean, I get that he just retired, but putting somebody in the Hall of Fame who's that young a year later when there's guys who've had to wait decades and they've already <laughs> that was crazy. That was it's insane. all about getting butts in seats, you know that. Yeah. yeah. And it was Toronto. It wasn't Toronto, it was in Miami. Wasn't it in <laughs> when he went no, he went, or maybe that was the last the last one. I thought he went in in Toronto. It's got Toronto on the mind. Maybe he, did he, he go in Think about the six. I was there, bro, and I'm just been watching the DVD. And Edge oh, was in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, you were there. I didn't go to that. No, I. I, I what was his last match? Then the one in something. I thought something that was was that the that last was in 2011 at okay. um at that Mania. That was at uh when the one the Rock hosted, and that was uh, okay. Yeah. God, where was that one at? I don't. Maybe that was Toronto. I don't remember where that match was at. And I'm not looking. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. Go 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 to Wikipedia. Look WrestleMania 27 up, and you'll get your answer. So George and Osti, we are done going down the card. I have one more crazy take for y'all, and then we can wrap things up. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't know if y'all have heard, um, maybe some locker room rumblings over the years, or even fans' perspective saying that. WWE should have some type of off season with this hitting with COVID-19 hitting when it does. And with the potential of there being no wrestling for at least a month, the rest of April after this. Right. Um, do you think that maybe going forward, once things get going again, that even with Vince being adamantly against it, but then him also aging and, and transitioning eventually that, this could be the opportunity for WWE to have some type of season versus off season where they're not going hard all year long and killing their talent constantly by doing shows almost every night of the week. Uh, you know, I get the, or am I crazy? Pro- I, well, so I get the thought process, but I think you're crazy because well, I thanks. hear in, I even hear, 
Vince and even Triple H in recent interviews, they always say the difference between them and the regular sports, obviously they're scripted in sports entertainment, but they don't have an off season. They use it as a promotion almost to the fan that we don't have an off season. We're always going to be in your town at some point. And I think it might make even the product better. It would certainly make them healthier. It would make them hungrier. The product, the, the wrestlers would be happier to be doing their craft and I think it would stop them from ever seeing anybody want to leave and go to AEW because if they were able to do less dates with Vince and make more money and merchandise it would certainly be a better situation I, th- I think it would certainly fix a lot of those problems but I think that they're so set in their ways Vince still you listen to Bruce, Bruce Pritchard talk about when he came back and they asked him well, what's your schedule now versus what it was in the 90s it obviously is different now in a different world and different climate and he said no Vince still expecting to be on call at 3 in the morning it's the same thing. Like if Vince is not all dead, as long as he's alive, even if Triple H is a higher position than him at some point, he's not going to let it get that off kilter to where there's an off season. I, I can't imagine that there's going to be two months aside from COVID-19 where they intentionally don't even do house shows like they're legitimately right. off. Right. I mean, that would maybe a way to mainstream it because they do want to do that with the backstage show and breaking news and all that. but. I just can't see it. As as long as Vince is alive and kicking, I just cannot see that. His work ethic, what would he do in those two months? Have I mean? people work on storylines and actually have them make sense and have people stick to them. And now I am nice, being crazy. I feel, You're right. I feel like it'd be nice, but I feel You're like he'd, right. he'd be sitting there during those two months thinking like, no, we should be on TV. We have a good idea. Why are we waiting for two months? Like he'd want to go together with it right then. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'll tell you right now, Kellen, if that ever happened, it'd be great for the town and it'd be great for the fan. But the people that work in production that we were talking about do such a great job. The people that work even as broadcasters, even though they wouldn't have matches to, to work, the people that promote the product, the digital network, that whole team, they would be working overtime because Vince would make sure somebody's doing something. They would never they right. would be in their families less than. So they would have a worse time if they actually had an off season for the wrestlers, but I don't see that happening. Damn. I don't think you're crazy. I think, Oh, oh thank you, George. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. They, for all the reasons that we've already mentioned here, it does the talent. The, the overall level of talent is not as good as it used to be. They have way too many people and not only can it be a pause and it should happen now, it should and and quite frankly, and and we're not talking. I'm not talking crazy. I think you can at least, you know, a three week break, at least a two week break in there somewhere. I don't know if when it, uh, when would you do it? Out of cure, I'm being serious. Now, right, right, right after Mania. Mania okay. is your Mania is your Super Mania. Bowl. But the, the raw after Mania, but George, the raw after Mania and the raw after Mania will the raw be after Mania is a big deal. Yes, and the Raw after Mania will be so ridiculously crazy after we hype Those up will be the story finales. Yeah, we hype up the storylines on all of our properties and lead it into the Raw after Mania after two weeks and let them go around. I know, I know, WWE likes to well, do so this. So, do you where, do the Raw after Mania and then take a three week break, no, or do you do no, 
No, WrestleMania then, WrestleMania is the end of our season, and the Raw after Mania is the beginning of the new season. And they love doing this thing where it gets crazy, and I know it's easy for them to pop it in the same city in, in the arena the next night. But right. why don't you take the two why don't you take two weeks and let them go on the tour of them winning before we have to worry about the storyline of whether we're gonna rip the belt from the guy the next day? And you could bl- bl- blast it out there on all the ABC properties on Good Morning America and ESPN and the view and all these other places and get them more recognition and also give them a break because when you watch them on Instagram, you feel bad because they're being paid essentially as contractors except for the ones that got merch deals and endorsement deals. And they're going around and they're just, you know, they're getting, even Randy Orton, for as good as, you know, star as Randy Orton is, he's still hopping in a rental car and he's got to fly to the next city and this, it's got to take a grind on him emotionally. So I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm in favor of giving them a t- just a two week break after after WrestleMania, which is a nice natural conclusion to the wrestling season. Or if you don't want to put it there somewhere in between when they do the roster shakeup thing or right after the roster shakeup thing, that that would be the next logical place for me. But no, you, I'm not opposed to giving at least a two week break there. Well, see, that's not what Kellen asked, though. I'm not opposed to it. But do you think he's actually going to do it? As long as, as long as he's See, that's, in the that's, company, that's, no. that's why that's how I answered the yeah. question because that's I, I, that's how I, I think, thought I think, I, think I, I don't think his idea is crazy. I think he's but but he's weaning out here. So if you saw him come back with a you know a, a more streamlined mainstream XFL, maybe he could be uh, open to some of these changes before he retires. I don't know. Um, but if Hunter I'm takes not sure if Triple H would want a two week break as much as he might be as this progressive guy. I mean, he if he did a two week break thing, I guarantee you he would secretly say to everybody that I'm the greatest of all time. Nobody can be ever better than me because in back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> like he's a, he's a little bit of an egomaniac too, George. That's, if true. He, if That's he does, true. If he does that then you're going to see him on ESPN saying, I had to do that because I feel like that's where the world is going now. But back in my day was better. Like he said the other day when he was on ESPN, they, they asked him about the Undertaker match with him at WrestleMania. And, and that, that was the last one between them when Shawn Michaels was the referee. They, they had the cage. That while we were yeah, talking. I just watched that as well. And they asked him and he literally said his first words were, yeah, that was an end of an era. And it was so emotional because we knew we were some of the best and that was never going to happen again. Like he slides that in all the time. So I don't even he's know. He's not wrong, I, though. No, no, he's not wrong. But if I'm a top guy, as much as I want to break. Some of those guys are at that level because they're also really, really hungry to be the best. And if you grew up a wrestling fan, like I let me put you this way, George, I agree with what you're saying. But I don't know if secretly Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens wouldn't be mad if you told them to go home for two weeks and they're healthy. They grew up loving Stone Cold, who ripped his knee apart because he didn't want to go home ever. You're going to tell they them to sit at home. Families, and yeah, they got, they got this. It's different. They got, yeah, well, families. Well, Seth, Seth has Becky. So him and Becky just spend some time together. And then they maybe has like, and, and it's not even wife, it's not one wife. Kids, but, it's but not even just, going home. I think you can. It, it's just going to provide for other opportunities to promote the brand. I, I, I also I, think it could even work. if you're not actually in ring. I think it can work if it's like right. you're saying, though, George. If it's like a two or three week break and you split up the Raw after Mania, that can make sense. If you do a two or three month off season, I don't think it works. No, 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 no. That's yeah. That, but that, if it, that, if it, that, it, that it can't work. be more than a month, if it's a month and that's the most, then no. I can yeah. that. I've been there, and they'll still do you know I'd promoted branded content things like that also it makes a lot more sense if you've got a break to then do your saudi thing in the middle of that like it's still asinine to me 
that were, were flying them, you know, back on what the last one was on a Thursday. And then they stuck a few of them on a plane to come back for SmackDown. Like, it's just ridiculous. George, yeah. The Saudi thing is asinine from many perspectives. Oh, sure, including, sure. I mean, the whole thing is At least of which the they, travel I get. But the travel is still, if you want to actually do the match, it seems to make more sense to bookend it. And maybe you run them through a bandstand tour of the Middle East somehow, and they go to a base yeah. in Afghanistan. I don't, you know, I'm just spitballing, but. Or maybe you still have the lesser card wrestlers that were saying there's too many of that aren't doing anything. Maybe they still go do house shows and tours so your son can still see them in, in, in the local arena to you, but it just allows the main, it just takes a break. Raw and SmackDown just don't air on TV for three weeks, but the rest of it can still function. And then you're allowing to give the major stars that are just really on those two shows. I, I will be okay with that too. Can be off, but you still can can visit your n- nearby city and have the lower card guys can still wrestle there and get their checks that way, so they can also still get paid then when they wouldn't be getting as much money elsewhere. Because it, as you mentioned, they're independent contractors, George. The guys who are not the stars that aren't going to make the merch. You know what Vince would do. It's the same thing that even the NBA is trying to do now with the Doomsday Clause. He would tell the the Sheamus is even now the any of those guys, the Nakamores, any of those guys who are right now mid Carter below, even if they used to be main eventers, if they took a three week break and he, they weren't selling merch because nobody buys their merch, he wouldn't they would be getting no money. So, yeah, I didn't you know, think about that. He would not pay them. That's he would not yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, the, that's well, that's what I'm saying. Like if you put in other company related things now, sometimes they don't get paid for them, obviously. But that's why I'm saying they need to wrestle. You need to do house shows and let let Cesaro literally wrestle in Charleston, West Virginia, and you just don't air raw. And then Cesaro will still get his money. That could be an option. That could be an option for some. I see. I can see that happening because the mid card guys will not make money because they're not known enough to the casual fan to get their merch unless you actually have them physically wrestling or Vince will argue to not pay them because he is a shrewd business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but the Saudi thing, so Hollywood. Right now, they they didn't they they were doing the Divas Revolution and the Women's Revolution, and then didn't have any women in a pay per view right around the same time they're promoting that because that's the Saudi rules. Like they mm-hmm. they wanted money from Saudi Arabia. They did. Yeah. No, obviously that's what I know this whole that. Thing I'm, is I'm, about, of course. Yeah. Go no, no, no. I trust me. I understand the whole concept of it and all the intangibles that go with it. It still makes sense to me to schedule that during a, a less busy time and not when you're going to be transferring talent yeah. back and forth across the globe. Uh, okay. So what you do is you, you, you don't have raw and SmackDown air for three weeks, maybe a month after WrestleMania every year. What you do during that time, you filter around the mid car guys to local yeah. house shows and, go, then and the take, main, go fly to and, Australia too. Like, yeah, yeah. And what you, know. you do is, and the main event guys, and I'm not talking Seth and KO who are working year round. You give them a three week break, but Goldberg and Lesnar, when you want to have them in sparingly, you let them wrestle in Saudi Arabia during that, month and I, mean, were, I love that idea too like there's you're, you're you have a, you have a contractually rest. obligation of so many dates so if you want to give the other competitors a time off you say okay lesnar i'm going to burn a date but we're going to still promote the product you're going to be in saudi arabia in in, in april of next year but the main guys are going to be off and you're going to you know you do you do those gimmicky like superstar matches where they're transcendent figures that aren't really full-time wrestlers either alumni or current guys like lesnar you do that like george is saying in saudi arabia or a light i would ideally like it to be in in the united states of america but you do that then 
and then you let the other mid-carders do their house shows, but then you let the major guys that are going to sell merch that aren't part-time, that are full-time, you let them be off. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, the workhorses, even Randy Orton, even though somehow they would probably somehow get him to damn Saudi Arabia because he works everywhere. But you let them be off at that point, but you still do house shows because otherwise, George, unfortunately, your original plan, the mid-carders would not make money for that. Correct, point. correct. Mm-hmm. As the structure is now. Yeah. Okay. And maybe that'll change too. Maybe, maybe what Kellen is saying in the new climate we're living in, maybe it will force that to change. Cause there wasn't, there's documentaries about how that's unfair now that it's been, it's been going on forever, but maybe that will force that to, I highly doubt it. Cause that would, if that ever changed, what Vince would do is he would literally hire a lot less people and half of those wrestlers would be off the TV. They wouldn't get any opportunities and he just wouldn't bring them in at all. If yeah. he had to pay salaries, full-time yeah. salaries, mm-hmm. half of those guys would not ever be on TV. He would just say, I'm sorry, your opportunity is now gone because I have to pay salary. That's what he would do. That would be his answer, and you would not be able to stop him because it's his business. So anybody Damn who wants it. that, that's the risk of it. They, he would just fire half the talent. Damn yeah. it, Vince, you shrewd businessman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that's been your semi-depressing, semi-happy WrestleMania 36 preview. Um, As always, he brings the depressing and I bring the happy. So It was honest. (laughs) I don't think anyone even disagree with me. uh, (laughs) No, not not on that one. You talked me right off that ledge. I mean, you made a lot of good points on that one. I'd still like to see it, but money-wise, it makes no sense for the mid-carders and a lot of different other reasons. You've been listening to the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast hyphenation hosted by George Gerbo, Mike Oste with your guest, Kellen Conley. Um, it's been a great, great run getting back together. These guys talk about all these matches. Uh, we did talk a lot about wrestling as much as we um, don't love empty arenas. We are excited for Saturday and Sunday. This is coming out today. So it's 1am now I'm going to come home tomorrow evening edit it and have it up for you tomorrow night okay. and you can listen to it Saturday. Yeah. Maybe so we'll it's going to be available for the people. Maybe we'll do a three-way live and we'll talk during WrestleMania or something. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. I would, I would be totally down for that. Um, so we're going to throw it to the Tom club member first. Mm. <laughs> George Gerbo, do you have any recommendations, any thoughts, any advice anything you want to say to our listeners besides letting them know that you guys are on the how what's certain buzzsaw show of course and y'all bring audio gold whenever you can Absolutely. to all plat- podcast platforms do you want to say anything else to the people besides that at yes this yes no absolutely um first off as, as always you can find us the how it's our buzzsaw show on a variety of platforms iTunes, Apple Podcasts, search Howitzer there. Stitcher, smarter way to listen to radio, download for free, search Howitzer there to find us on Spotify. Thanks to the B hyphen, search Howitzer Buzzsaw on Spotify there to find I us. Do what I can. You try. Um, all, all the music uh, you hear on the HBS, courtesy of Kellen B hyphen Conley as well. It is. Um, try. This no. Normally, I got frivolous stuff for you. This is I, I'm going to be I'm going to be serious. I'm going to be positive at the same time, which is what I like to do. Bring a little bit of, of gravity to it and enlightenment, and then Mike can 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 destroy the thing afterwards. 
Uh, <laughs> we can shit down our necks in a second. <laughs> we always, <laughs> you know, we always talk about, um, it's funny, the, the dichotomy of the time we're living in because everybody's always like, man, I just want to stay in and watch Netflix, man. I just want to stay in and watch this. Um, and then also, oh, I have no time for everything. You literally have both now. We, you have all, all the time to do whatever and all the entertainment options at your disposal on television and the internet. And, and yet the, the sense of confinement is, is stifling for a lot of us. And even, even for me, you know, like for, for me, the biggest, the biggest thing, uh, like kind of the mental health of just everything that watching going on, I, I am doing good, uh, in my situation still tenuous. I work in journalism as, as Mike does. So it's, you know, it's never a secure, we didn't get into it for the money and it's never a secure profession, but, you know, just seeing people struggle and friends and, and layoffs and this and that, you know, we got to find ways to be strong and be positive. And, and it, it, even if it's doing something simple, that that's something, you know, you see something in your house in a corner you wanted to put away or you wanted to build or you wanted to put together a puzzle or, or you know, or clean something or, or call somebody, just do an action maybe that you would not have done because you didn't have enough time uh, or you, you, you didn't get a chance to, t- I've been talking to friends that I haven't um, talked to, you know, on the phone or in text in a while and people have reached out to me and I've reached out to them and it's just kind of been great connecting in, in, in whatever world we're in. And also if you do go out, just be kind to people. I mean, you know, I, I, I think that's kind of normal for, for West Virginia and for our neck of the woods, people are just typically friendly and neighborly, but you know, don't get pissed off at the people at Walmart or Kroger when they're out of cheese because somebody bought all the cheese or the toilet paper. It's not their fault. You know, they'll just come back, you know, on Tuesday when the truck's there, there'll be some cheese. Where's you know, my cheese? I literally, George, I literally was at a grocery store the other day and I overheard a woman actually walk in and saying, well, I guess you got to get here after when the exact truck arrives. Yeah. Nothing here anymore. Like that, what are you going to do? This is bullshit. How am I going to possibly feed my family? It's like, we're all in the same boat, Nancy. Calm like, down. <laughs> that shit's annoying. Like, don't do that. Don't, don't be a Karen. Don't, don't do that type of stuff. Um, so, so, so the message is, the message is don't be a Karen, still be kind to people. It ain't their fault. And also do something that you might not have otherwise been able to do. I have cleaned at least three rooms in, in my house here, the, my, the house I grew up in in West Virginia. Um, I went and cleared brush and uh, weeds and stuff from our backyard. I got the fire thing cleaned up uh, on the deck. I, I believe I did leaf blowing, you know, just do something, whether it's it needs done or to take your mind off of or whatever, whether it's calling somebody a physical activity, cleaning or whatever, do something that you might not otherwise have had time to do. And also check in on your friends, check in on your family Give them a hey, even if it's a phone call, a text. Hey, thinking about you. Hope you're doing well. Something like that. And, br- and let's bring us together uh, and be able to do things that we might not have had time to do because we're always complaining about me too, me as well, that we ain't got enough time for things. And now we got all the time in the world. So let's use it. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it does lead us in that direction. I mean, I have my my pessimism that is not going to reunify us as much as I I would like as well. But no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do it now. We got the time now because Lord knows when the stuff comes back, we're all going to be back on our regular kind of rotations. Yeah, uh, uh, do it now. We everybody's got back the time. To the grind. Do it now. Yeah, and, yeah. and especially checking on on the elderly. 
Um, cause not, you know, I, I have a grandfather who just recently moved into an assisted living after my grandma died after 70 years of marriage and he's in his right mind, but a lot of people who are of that age, they're not going to understand why they can't have visitors and they're all of a sudden going to be upset that they haven't had, why is no one coming to see me when they used to? So give them a call. Yeah. Um, cause they're also probably not going to understand what's going on as much and why they can't get out of their room and why they can't go to the grocery store. And even if they don't care about themselves, they're not going to understand that they can, you know, ex- expose to other people. Um, and yeah, just, you know, the understanding that we all need to have, but I, I said this on the HBS and I, George basically took everything else I could possibly say. So I will, also, I will, my additional point of it is, I think it's the, one of the, bright lights this potentially could be for the economy even though there's tons of negative things obviously it is with unemployment being so high and people having been laid off and george and i and even kellen too being fortunate enough to still have paychecks and still being able to to work from home or that's kind of my career anyway where george and i are able to do a lot of things from home anyway um but that ability is great and it's not the case for a lot of people out there and i know not every business can ever be full-time at home but i will say the one benefit this maybe is as a blessing in disguise that it can show a lot of companies that weren't prepared to have a digital footprint that weren't prepared to have anybody working from home that were tied into their brick and mortar and if people weren't in that brick and mortar they couldn't run the business all those type of companies now have been forced to figure out a way or else perish into having success working from home, having success with a website, having success on social media and all the digital footprint. And all of these things wouldn't have been as forced. And a lot of these companies who were avoiding it and weren't having success, but were having success on their brick and mortar and able to kind of you know hold water doing the same thing they've been. They now are forced to change and forced to get with the times and forced to improve, especially at least taking care of their 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 employees and allowing them to have the ability to work from home somewhat. So this maybe will show the way of the future and force those businesses to improve to the point that they can adjust and allow working from home. And maybe this will even allow businesses that want their employees in there five days a week all the time, clocking in nine to five. Maybe they'll say, okay, now because you guys had success working from home. We'll allow you to pick a day every week and be able to work from home. And as long as you're still efficient, you know, that can be something we do in the future. And then that'll provide more time to what George is saying to be with your family and to have more Mm -hmm. activity time. Maybe this will promote less brick and mortar work and more working from home because a lot of these companies are now able to have success working from home that weren't doing it before and are forced to that end. But of course, there, there are, you know, restaurants, there are businesses that just never can have a full-time working from home environment and be as successful. So it is unfortunate for them, but there are others that could have done this in the past that are now being forced to do it, that I think that's going to be maybe a positive end for at least people in the economy and how they are in terms of their relationship with their employer and how they all, you know, a lot of people would say, Oh, I wish I had more time. It's too much of a grind. I wish I could work from home at least one day a week. Maybe that actually will happen with some of those businesses that were hesitant before. Maybe they'll actually be convinced to do it now in the future because of that now with COVID-19. So maybe this will force them in that direction that would have been resistant before. That was beautiful as well. Good points from both of you. Thanks, guys. Mm. Um, for mine, my mine's gonna be rather simple. This is my this is my POV on it. I know that we're living some crazy times, and we're obviously in a social media era where everything's readily available at your fingertips, whether it's 
actual facts or some random facts that come up, right. uh, air quotes facts that yeah. come across your Facebook feed and scare you to death and everything. And look, man, like I've, I've developed a lot of anxiety, like in the last, I don't know, four years, just from life in general. <clears throat> Right. So, yeah, when this all happened, I was freaked the fuck out. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to go more in depth in this another episode. But I just want to say this here. It's like I know this is big and scary and there's a lot of things ever changing in this whole process with COVID-19 and this global pandemic. But I'm encouraging people not to ignore what's happening but stop staring into your phones yes. and just reading bad news after bad news after bad news after bad yes. news and counting how many cases we're up to now here in Mon right. County or seeing what's happening in New York or in California. Or, <clears throat> I mean, there's good news coming out of Asia. There's apparently there's potential vaccines at a pit of all places that right. might be viable that I just found out about today that, and that's credible stuff. Like there's so many good stories that are coming out of this pandemic that you don't have to sit there and just rail yourself about what, how Trump described it or what his doctors, the doctors say, or when Jim justice comes on and blabbers for 20 minutes, <laughs> he passes it to a doctor and says nothing. <laughs> you gotta just right. take a step back and, I know social media is our everyday way of life. People can't live without their Facebook. There's people who can't get on their online banking, but know how to get on Facebook, right. um, mm-hmm. which is just infuriating to me. So with that said, like, guys, I just encourage you to stay informed, stay safe, most importantly, but just take a step back from just killing yourselves and beating yourself over the head with bad news. Cause all you're going to do is go further down that rabbit hole of just depression and feeling hopeless. I I still feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're very early in this, of course, and it's worse in other places than it is. Like for us currently, it's it's probably going to get a little bit worse. But eventually, I feel like we're going to get back to our normal way of life, knock on wood. So don't beat yourself up about every Tom, Dick, and Harry who may have it, may have it, may have went to get tested, mm. couldn't get tested. Shout out to Wiederspiel. I'm glad you don't have it, buddy. Um, but then you just just take a step back and breathe. Take a couple deep breaths. You're going to be okay. If you need yeah. to talk to someone, talk to someone. And we're all going to get through this. That's my advice. Right. <sighs> and I feel better getting that off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I wanted to do this, you know. Mike, Mike works in sports. I work in news and like, I got to pump out podcast content. That's just sad as shit on a daily basis. Mm. And right. like somebody at work sent me an email and was like, because I send out an email with our, with, you know, kind of promoting my podcast every day. And it's like, wonder if we could, you know, try and find some, you know, lighter hearted way to say some things. And I was like, <laughs> listen, I'm, you know, I'm burned out a little bit. So doing, doing right. something different, doing this. Yeah, Absolutely. This this is this is part of I cast man. Yeah. Talking about how dumb it's it's going to be when uh you know the undertaker comes down a, th- a thing and he's you know brings up the lights in an empty stadium like it's with his hands it's going to be stupid <laughs> like that's that's part of my you know me getting off the the wagon and getting doing you know <laughs> being happy. Yeah, no the, the yeah this is fun the HBS is fun because it also I'm you know just so used to uh 
so much so much negativity and so much naysayers and people kind of looking. I actually I, this is interesting too, and I don't know if this has anything to do with COVID nineteen or what George is saying on people being kinder, but maybe this has actually triggered that because I've noticed a lot of my shows and a lot of what I've been doing here is sports news has still been happening. The NFL refuses to move off their calendar, so it's still been moving. I've actually received either comments during shows, tweets, literally messages, comments on sites of positive people actually saying, you know, I agree with that or good show, or I'm glad you're still doing this or glad this is happening. Whereas that never happened before. People always would look to the negative and even people that would say they like something or they, I know that they watch the show. They're never the ones commenting. The only people that ever comment on things are usually people trying to pick a fight with everybody. That's the, that's what we live in. That's what sports fans do. They pick at things that they want to argue about, but if they like something, they just sit back and enjoy it. They don't actually say something. There's actually been people recently that have actually taken the time to actually say this is good, whether or not I agree, this is good, and I'm going to say so, when normally mm-hmm. that's not the case. Normally people only mention what they don't like, as ridiculous as that is. So I don't know if people are maybe appreciating people still you know, churning the iron here and persevering through this, or they're appreciating the fact that somebody's putting out something that they can actually consume while they're sitting at a home bored or upset about something else, and maybe this is forcing them to be nicer. I don't know what it is, but I actually have noticed a, a a turn in terms of positive reaction and I haven't changed at all. So I, I've no, noticed, know. yeah, I, so I've noticed the change in positive, positive reaction in the last few weeks. So I, I don't awesome. know if that's connected or not, but it is interesting because people normally only react to what they don't like. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Glad that you guys are still churning out con- content. Thank you so much for reuniting as the uh, mm-hmm. Howitzer and Buzzsaw on Hyphenation with me to talk WrestleMania. Hopefully soon we can uh, be in happier times and talk about how bad it was maybe. We'll, we'll have to see. And then y'all mentioned t- even maybe uh, getting together during Mania itself and just talking live. We can yeah, do that too. Do that. I don't care. Yeah, so, uh, yeah we'll, we've, we're we'll the only out t- specific. We're the only tag team that's been together longer than the New Day, George and I. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's, true. that's true. Everyone's waiting for me to turn on George, but it's not happened yet. We, <laughs> we don't have a heel <laughs> turn on George right now. Not um, that you haven't tried. Yes. Well, I've always said, too, that it would almost have to be that way because we, we did a, a podcast with Rob Rossi, who's a colleague of mine in Pittsburgh, and he's a major heel himself and his kind of gimmick type of thing. And he mentioned that, well, that would, you know, everyone would expect Mike to turn on George, but maybe George would turn on Mike. And I said the reason why that wouldn't work and the reason why George even laughed after I said it is if George turned on me george would become a face because people don't like me enough they'd be happy that i'm getting beat up or that i'm beat <laughs> so that would still make me the heel like i wouldn't need I would yeah still there's no turn. way you I could be a baby be face heel. man george would end up doing a baby face turn while trying to be a heel <laughs> because people would be happy that i'm the one losing out so that would, and then hilarious. robbie that robbie was like yeah actually that's true so <laughs> so we'd almost have to go we're we're persevering and we're still together. So I guess new day can be as well. There you go. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to the hyphen nation. And, uh, we're just going to leave it at that. And I'm just going to say, thanks y'all.
Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid at exposure.